week's episode of the Co-Optional Podcast is proudly sponsored by Squarespace. Get 10% off your first order at squarespace.com cooptional Create your own professional-looking website with no prior knowledge required at squarespace.com cooptional Ladies and gentlemen, welcome, welcome to the Co-Optional Podcast. It is the 5th of May, 2015. I feel like we were just here, you know? Yeah, odd. Odd, that feeling, isn't it? I can't imagine where it came from, really, when you come to think about it. Hmm. Not I sure. mean, really, it was only, only half of us were here. Yeah, that's true. Jesse was just lazy and didn't show, so... Cinco de Mayo. What? Cinco de Mayo. What about it? It's the day... Where American white people get super drunk and eat Mexican food. I'm sure it has sure. other meaning, but we have destroyed that. <laughs> Americans are pretty good at that. It's like, hey, yeah, it's St. Patrick's Day. Uh, what does that mean? Well, we drink green beer and uh, eat a bunch of stuff. Dress what up is- like leprechauns and then go to bars and get free beer. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's basically yes. institutionalized drunken racism. It's great, you know. Well, well done, the entire That's day. That's every that. holiday. Look, That's every if you holiday. have a holiday and you want to bring it to America, we will drinkify that. Absolutely. Everything has been ruined by alcohol. Just and add alcohol. So. Everything's that sounds, fine. That sounds like an app. Drinkify that? <laughs> yeah. We'll drinkify that. Just put in a random date. Right, let's go, let's go to Wikipedia and see what holiday we could drinkify here. Let's head over there. So w- Wikipedia has a nice function, which is of course on this day, most of the time. Uh, on this day, so May the fifth, a feast of Saint George for the Palestinians, Liberation Day for Denmark, Ethiopia, and the Netherlands, and Children's you can drink Day to all those. in Japan Look. and South Korea. I think Children's Day, Japanese Children's Day, would be an ideal time to get drunk off your ass. That would be absolutely. Uh, no, yeah. I agree. No, you dress up like kids. Oh, you dress up in pajamas and go get wasted. See, this is the one thing that I will guarantee will end hatred, racism, anger around the world. Everyone dressing like children? No, 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 no. Everyone embraces the American version of holidays. Here's another one. We can be uh, super inclusive. Tell us what your holiday is. We will get wasted sure, on it and one. celebrate it. In 553, the Second Council of Constantinople, considered by many Christian churches to have been the fifth Christian ecumenical council, began to discuss the topics of Nestorianism and Originism, amongst others. Oh, so Bible Day. Yeah, basically. Oh, we can break out the wine. Oh, like, drink yeah, break out the wine, turn the water into wine, wine dress up as Jesus, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, man, you can put little crosses in the drinks, you know, with sparklers and stuff. You know, yes. that would be perfect. Uh, he, he's another looking one. for another reason to celebrate Jesus. It'll yeah, be fine. I mean, uh, in World War II, a squad of 250 Norwegian volunteers in Hegra Fortress finally surrendered to a vastly superior Nazi force after a 25-day siege. Oh, the old sweet Nazi castle. Man, that is, we'll bake cakes. We'll bake cakes. <laughs> and inside those cakes will be little tiny chocolates, and those chocolates will be in the shape of Swedish men. I'll bring and the keg. Sweet. 
You, you notice yeah. I said, are you sure you didn't start the drinking early? Because I said Norwegian. I don't know what you're talking about, Swedes. Like <laughs> Swedish, Norwegian. Really, is there a difference? Yeah. So as we and have now, now have, as we have else. now discovered, you can turn literally everything into a drinking competition. Everything well, can be drinking. Welcome to the Corruptional Podcast. We do occasionally talk about video games and sometimes Nazi sieges from time to time. Dodger, <laughs> welcome to the show. Sometimes. Hello. Um, I am one of uh, two members of this podcast who are here on Saturday. Uh-huh. So uh, literally, we're here just a couple of days ago. Yeah, we but are. yeah, I was uh, I was gonna go into the office, but I didn't have to go in for Daily Bite today because it's a three day a week show now. So lazy, lazy, I was like, lazy. I'll just do it at Sam's computer because he stayed up till like ten in the morning. <laughs> Why? Well, okay. Why did he do that thing? Marath- marathon streaming, I'm assuming. Yeah. He's just they were playing he's bad Rust. at sleep schedules. They were playing Rust last oh, night God. at like 1 a.m. I'm like, what are you guys doing? And they're literally just bashing rocks against the tree. And I was like, awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds like a survival <laughs> game to me. <laughs> survival, uh, survival games are work. That's the main problem I've got. It's work and then you die and lose everything you worked for. I cannot imagine the appeal. I cannot. Facts. It's too much. It's too much. Jesse, welcome to the show. Hey! As, yeah, as you finally I showed up, you went on a trip, didn't you? I did. I went and uh, we set up a team house for my Heroes of Storm team. It should Aww. be fun. But uh, it's it's in the Midwest, so it's super cheap. Yeah. yeah. That's what you should do. Like Anyone that wants to set up a team house for an esports team, don't do what I did and set it up in Seoul, Korea. Because that is fucking expensive. <laughs> Holy fuck. And I heard people's like, yeah, we're going to have a team house in LA. What? Nope, Are you out of your stupid. fucking mind? Like, you're going to go bankrupt in three months. What the hell's wrong with you? Like, yeah, that's one of those, like, we're trying to prove how awesome and successful. Oh, like, that's nope. so stupid. Nope. I think um, EG used to have the team house in Arizona, which was a pretty good place to be. Like, the Arizona I think a lot of people have cheap. team houses in Arizona. Like, yeah. that's the yeah, place to be. Reason. I think it's I safe don't. to say if you live outside of LA, you're in a good area to have Yeah, house. pretty much. <laughs> unless, you're, unless you're in New York. If you're in New York, yeah. you're even worse. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, if you set up a team house in an inner city, you are a moron. It's that simple. It's just, you, <laughs> you're not going to get much going on with that. That's just, that's just re, re, absolutely ridiculous. Our special guest today, a returning guest of probably three or four times, I believe. Uh, the man yeah. with the mightiest beard of them all. He's, hand, he's hiding snacks in it. His name is Gerard the Completionist. Welcome to the show. Thank, thank you for having me, guys. It's, it's always fun to be here. I've noticed uh-huh. that your background has changed lately. What's been going on there? What's yeah, where are you? So uh, we just moved into a new office last. There's month. a man back there in case there's a man back there. <laughs> there's a man. It's my, it's my buddy Fraser working on his YouTube show. I was gonna um, say it looks like he's working man. with Adobe. That looks like Adobe Premiere from here. So it, is that? It is. Yep, it there is we go. Adobe Premiere. Yep. Yeah. Editing. Editing. Um, yeah. We just moved to a new office, and actually, uh, Dodger and Jesse are a part of that office. Just Eventually. Yeah, eventually. Yeah, well, say, they're not there right now. Yeah, they are. They're they're actually. I'm moving probably stuff gonna... today. Uh, yeah, I've been there all moving. day the last three days. <laughs> so I was like, I'll I'll hang out here until MangaPod. <laughs> now, some some might say, why would you move into an office when you have an office? In I your would be apartment? one of those people. Fuck that! I don't have to wear trousers here. It's I brilliant. I will say that I literally find myself more productive when I'm surrounded by other productive people than when I'm by myself. And I've noticed this uh, recently, especially in the last year or so, that my daily schedule is wake up, stumble over to a computer, click like upload on a video that rendered overnight, 
go get a coffee, come back and stare at the computer for like five hours and be like, I should be working. Yeah. Like and then that's, you just go on Reddit or watch YouTube videos. No, so it's, I gotta it's, actually... the, it's the same for me because everybody's like, I don't understand why you would get an office when you have an office. I'm like, well, because I'm always, I am constantly sort of working. And I'm also constantly sort of relaxing, mm. you know, like I, I don't have I don't have a time during the day when I just work really hard and get shit done. And then a time of the day where I get to like really relax and feel productive and like yes. I did a lot of shit today. Now it's you know, now it's my time to watch TV mm. and cuddle with my cats. Like I never have that. I'm just constantly checking Twitter, constantly checking my analytics, constantly like kind of editing you know, it's I, I feel like having a, a delineated space of this is where I work and then I come home and I don't have to work anymore. Well, so then I get to see to friends was... every day. That's fun. Yeah. yeah, we get to see each other all the time. And I've been DDRing every day while I've been there. Oh, and that's fuck, super fun. I've made a horrible mistake. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. What was You're going to go into that office and it's just going to be nothing. Like the whole place is going to be covered in cats, DDR machines, and fucking anime figurines. I just oh. got <laughs> No. Gerard is dead. <laughs> She's wearing just a beard like, hello, I'm Gerard. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. In the way I fixed that, it, I, I used to have a similar problem. Then what I did was I I took an uh, eight to six schedule. And what I did is I split it up into half hour chunks. Fucking perfect. Like, I got everything. In fact, I finished early most of the time. Like, I got everything done the way that I wanted to. And then at six o'clock, I had a hard cutoff and says, I, I leave my office at that point, you know, for the most part. That worked for me pretty well. Like lately, I've been having this cutoff at six. I go down, like play a board game with the family or something, cook some food, watch some wrestling, you know, that kind of shit. Um, that's worked out pretty well. But I think for those who haven't done work from home and haven't been self-employed, they probably can't necessarily relate. It sounds great and it is for many reasons, but it's very easy to fall into this I, I like to call it work workatory, right? It's work purgatory, <laughs> where you you are kind of working and then you're kind of Constant not, loop. Constant and you make loop. you make excuses. You're like, oh well, I need to read feedback because it's important to my channel, so that's why I've spent the last six hours on Reddit. I'm like, no, no. It's like, well, I need to read the news, and Reddit's got the news. Yeah, it's also got cat pictures and all this other shit. So you know, it's it's a it's just a time vampire. You got to be careful. Yeah. You do. It's it it's great it's it's awesome but still there are there are downsides to it definitely yeah sure. we uh we moved into a new office last year and uh davis from the warp zone and the warp zone guys were filming so often and jesse was coming over all the time to film so earlier this year i went to jesse and i was like hey i think about getting a bigger space would you want to join and jesse was like yeah and then uh Dodger found out about the extra room we had, and she was like, "Can I take it?" And I was like, "Absolutely." I need to get away from stripping right now. <laughs> oh no, that, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like both both Sam and I would very openly say <laughs> that has been a huge issue. Just being like, the sharing the office space. <laughs> well, I know that you're streaming right now, but I need to upload a video, yeah. and I was supposed to, you know, film this thing. And he's like, "But I need to do this thing," and just yeah, that's uh, a nightmare. It's, it's I used really to bad. share an office share with an the office missus. With somebody else yeah, that's a terrible idea. I, it's a terrible idea. Uh, in my last house, before uh, even the last house, we had one office room. We shared it. It was we wanted to kill each other two months in, and eventually the missus moved downstairs and took over part of the living room as an office space, which was fucking stupid. Now we have our own <laughs> offices in this place because it's a lot bigger. But 
Great. Yeah, that bit, bit of advice. Never share an office with someone you love because that might change rapidly. Yeah, just in general, don't work. Don't work with your significant other. It's it will lead to actually. It does don't lead work to with issues. Friends. Oh fuck, we're dead. Definitely don't work. <laughs> yeah, hang on a minute. <laughs> well, it's a corruptional podcast. We do occasionally talk about video games. Yay. Video games. Video games. <laughs> Those are things I used to play. Oh, Jesse also missed Lounge. I you missed did. everything. I was, yep. look, you missed, was a, you missed a lot of fun with Lounge. Epic Spell Wars, it was great. Epic then Spell we had Wars people complain fun. that we didn't use the app properly, and then that made me horribly depressed and not want to do the show again. So thanks, guys, for that. Much appreciated. <laughs> thanks for crushing the one remaining fun part of my life. Great. Thank you. <laughs> used to be Hearthstone, then you killed my enthusiasm for that, too. Fuckers. Do you... Do you want the last the piece of my soul? Podcast where we're all about to uh, announce yeah. our resignation. Yeah, thank I you. Mean, <laughs> my soul used to be in this. Like, look at it. It's empty. You see? It's, there's, there's water on it. I don't even know how the water what got there. Look, that? there's nothing left. You took it all. I want to. I want to know all. why you mailed your soul to yourself. Is <laughs> like, dear self, here's your soul. You might need it one day. Yeah. <laughs> Love TV. Hopefully, it doesn't get lost in transit. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's talk about what we've been playing this week. So why don't we kick it off with uh, Mr. Jarred? What you've been up to? Uh, I only play games for my show. I just played uh Batman Arkham Asylum. I just completed that. Oh, that game's so uh, fucking good. It was I, I haven't played and I played Arkham Asylum and Arkham City, and Arkham City was just really overwhelming. It was huge, and I just couldn't yeah. get through it. But after playing Arkham Asylum and completing it, I was I felt ready to play Arkham City, and I need to do Arkham Origins and. I'm I'm really excited for Arkham Knight now just because of Although I think is Arkham Knight still Rocksteady or is it a different company? It's Rocksteady doing Knight. Origins wasn't done by um by those guys, which is probably one of the okay. reasons why it wasn't quite as good. Yeah. It was still okay, but it was like it felt like I wouldn't even say a piece of DLC for City. It just felt like a not so good version of City. And it was buggy as shit on launch, so Oh wow. Okay. That wasn't yeah, good. Yeah, I've I've been playing uh, Arkham Asylum and uh, Star Wars: The Force Unleashed Two. Oh my god! On... You played two? Oh yeah. That... Oh, you know what I'm gonna say? You know, I like the original Force. The original Unleashed. is pretty the good. Second one's two? Oh my god! It's just a glorified DLC pack. Like in even at that, it's like, uh, yeah. why? Well, the I worst mean, thing about it is the level design. Have you noticed how repetitive the fucking levels are? They reuse the same area over and over and over again. It's fucking terrible. Yeah, I mean, I would, I, I'd actually argue that some of the levels are longer, but it doesn't matter if there's no level variance. You're no, just going straight the, the whole time. And there's only three enemies. You have the stormtroopers, you have the flying stormtroopers, and then you, and the, the, the stormtroopers, like the stabs and stuff. And then you have, like, the robot. But before you had... Like, you know, all sorts the, of shit. The, well, you literally yeah, had you TIE the... fighters. Like, you could throw TIE fighters. Like, TIE fighter came out, you just grab it with the force and throw it into another TIE fighter. <laughs> that, yeah, I liked and... the first one. I thought the first one was pretty fucking cool. Me too. Yeah, they really dropped the ball with the second one. And it bumps me out because that means that, like, I don't know. I felt like the Force Unleashed could have been a really solid, like, progressive series if had yeah. it, like, been done correctly. Kind of mm -hmm. like Arkham Asylum, where it just built upon it. But it just. And they dropped the ball, and I got really sad realizing that, like, well, I guess this is it. Well, on the Aww. plus side, it takes about four hours to complete, so it shouldn't take too long for your series. <laughs> that is true. I definitely felt better. I did it on stream in one sitting. I just felt really good being like, yeah, hey, I'm, 
I'm pretty good at games again, I guess. <laughs> that game is just like the same boss over and over again and all that kind yeah. of stuff. It's Yeah, it, it's pretty depressing, honestly. Uh, although there is the one thing I hated about completing that game was there's one challenge. Uh, the, I hate when games have challenge modes. They're fun to play, and it's a mm -hmm. great way to extend your experience. But um, sometimes there's just that one challenge where it's like, you have to beat this level in 30 seconds and there's only enough time to hard. do it in yeah. like yeah it's like you only have enough time to do it in 32 figure out what you have to do to be better and then you're there for doing the same thing over and over and over and over again and you're like well i i give up i'm done that is uh i don't know if you guys were into like the rock band uh mm -hmm. like the, the, loved it the this the like high score scene i don't know what you would call it was used to be with guitar hero yeah the douchiest, most unacceptable like form of what Gerard was talking about. There was, there was a song that I had the high score in because I was like, I had a, I had a band. We were called Circle of Jerks. We were wonderful. And <laughs> we, well done. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Good. Yes, and I like we, it. Uh, we were like really, really good, and we had the high score on like several songs. And for a while, like we'd be on the number one, and then people would pass us. And we're like, how is that possible? We played perfect. So we went back in the song, and we found out that there's certain times that if you press your like star power, like at a certain point, you get more points overall. So we're like, yeah, you oh, have to right. do so it we awesomely. just have to game the system. Yeah. So we did. It was the same and with Guitar Hero. Yeah, and then we scored a little bit higher, but then people would score higher than us, and we're like, what the hell? So we had to go back, and then there was like a point one second where if you got it, like at that moment, then you got like 16 more points. And it's like, this is so stupid. This is so stupid. And we'd sit there for hours trying to get that one like millisecond. I, you know what I love? The fact that high score culture has been around since like the 70s and it's never changed. It's just nope. the way yeah. that you do it's a bit different now. You know, I mean, you watched uh, King of Kong, right? And if you yeah, watch that, absolutely, yeah, oh yeah, you you under, you can't understand that 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 idea that competitive spirit in people for like the last forty years has not changed. People are still trying to beat high scores. I just think that's totally. of all the things that have changed over the last forty years of gaming, that one constant for me is just interesting. I, I all I'm saying is, is I feel like they just should have said it. Ed, like you can only get a million points. You can only get a million points. That's it. That's the highest. But a million like sixteen, like that's not fair. Some <laughs> asshole found the one moment he was like. Beat your mother! Like no, no. Ah, yeah, but it kept you that playing was, the game, didn't it? That was a year and a half of my life. Exactly. We there you we go. That's why. We Are you looking like, forward yeah, to the new so one? Good. They announced oh, some details for Rock Band Four. I have now. all my damn instruments upstairs, waiting to move into the office. I'm ready. I'm good. I am good to go. They're backwards compatible, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah, they're actually going to do it. That was that was hilarious. Guitar Hero comes out and said, "Yeah, nothing's backwards compatible." And Rock Band's like, "Yeah, you can use your old shit." It's like, well, yeah, totally. someone just won. Yeah, pulls hey. out the closet. I am good to go. Yep. Hey, man, you got your drummer right here. I got your back. I'm ready. Let's do Rock. it. I say, if I think I really feel Rock Band was always the fun series, and Guitar Hero got too serious, and oh, it was yeah. all it became all about score attacking and about songs that were more painful to play than being interesting. So I'm I'm up for Rock Band Four. Apparently, you can sing three part harmony now, kind of like the Beatles Rock Band. So that's kind of huh. neat. So we'll see. And they've actually been working with modders. This was an interesting story. They they announced that uh, there was, there's been a mod scene for Rock Band and uh, also for Guitar Hero, of course. It's been kind of around for a while. And they worked with modders to bring some of their like harmonies over to the main game because apparently they were so good. They said, we can't do better than this. So they actually That's contracted cool. them to work with them, which I thought was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really, really awesome. Uh, it's... Um, 
really kind of happy to to see that they've done that because some of those charts i i played some of the custom charts and some of them are really good really genuinely good i used to do it with the the playstation 2 version what you did was there was uh you bought a loader which was like a, a spring-loaded thing for the playstation 2 and what you could do is you could then load a custom disc and it would replace songs with different charts, with new songs. So you could play like Darude Sandstorm and stupid shit like that. And it was all modded charts and everything like that. So it's really cool to see that move from what was basically kind of weird pseudo-piracy to mm. an actual legitimate thing. Because these guys worked what really hard to do great charts. So cool. Awesome. Yeah. Someone modded uh, Guitar Hero. Guitar Hero 3, I think, was one of the most modded Guitar Hero games because it was like one of the best. And I actually agree with that in terms of, like, Guitar Hero series. I thought um, 2 was better, personally, but that's my personal opinion. 2 had better I songs. Yeah, 2 had better, better songs, songs. But, but Guitar Hero 3 had the hammer-ons perfected, finally. Like, they were a little... They were janky in the first one, improved in the second, but the third one, you actually got the hammer-ons correctly. Um, but there was, like, uh, System of a Down mods. There was, uh, like... Uh, Slipknot mods, like a bunch of guys just came together and just did a bunch of heavy metal band mods on Guitar mm -hmm. Hero 3 uh, for the Wii. And that, I I loved those playing in college. It was so much fun. Yeah, it's it's interesting. But I'm looking forward to Rock Band 4. I'll definitely be picking that one up. I probably oh, yeah. won't. I don't, we, we already talked about the new Guitar Hero and like most of us just said, we don't like the new style they're going for. We don't like this whole, Her, they're using real actors. It's like, no. That's not only creepy as fuck, but it's not going to be interesting after a couple of times of seeing the same shit. You, you know? might seeing well the same crowd boo you over and over again. Like, all right, I get it. Mm -hmm. I mean, at that point, it's like it's like Guitar Hero's kind of making a meme out of themselves. It's you might as well just like Life Hero. It's like you at the laundromat, and it's mm. just like everyone around you is just like, yeah, that is, good that job. is pretty much what happened after yeah. like, after release of Guitar. Like they, those videos did exist. Like I'm at the laundromat. Woo! Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, I saw those ones. Just... Speaking of interesting gaming videos, did anyone see the Punch-Out Mayweather video? Yes! Perfect! Yes. So, good. so good! Loved it. It was fantastic. <laughs> it took the piss out of absolutely everything about that fight. I mean, I've never cared about boxing, but I watched a bit of that, and I'm like, this is why I don't care about boxing. This well, is why I watch was... pro wrestling. That was like, it's one of those things where I feel like that might have been the except. Like, this was a fight that I feel like was an exception to the rule in every way. Everyone wanted to see it. Everyone was interested. And when it finally happened, it was a massive letdown. Like, the two of them, it was dancing. It was horrible. Everyone's like, just do something. And then afterwards, like, well, my shoulder hurt. And, oh, I had well, to do this. Well, apparently Mayweather, and, and I don't know much about boxing, but apparently Mayweather is is that guy. Like, he's a oh, technical, yeah. he super defensive boxer. And every, that's why he's never lost. He wins on yep. points and he's boring as shit to watch. That's yep. what I'm told. Yeah, and so now they're talking about like well, they're gonna have a rematch now. Like, oh my god, oh, fuck off! So because they, they already because they needed more money, they only made four hundred million off million. this fight. You know, yeah. Like after the fight, they walk away with hundred million plus. Then they get paid all the royalties and all the. They made so much money off of that, and they didn't have to do jack to get it. Those men should have. That should have been blood sport. They should have beat the crap out of each other. Mm -hmm. That then you take your money, you pay your medical bills, and you keep what's left. Yeah, none of that. Oh, boo, yeah. boo. Well, I mean, WWE has been pretty shitty lately, but it's still way better than that fucking crap. So it's, I'll watch it's, that. It's fascinating how WWE goes from WrestleMania being really great. And then a, yeah. a week or two later, it's like, do you guys remember wrestling? Because I don't. Like, immediately it changes overnight and yeah. everyone forgets about it. It's crazy. 
Well, that's because the day-to-day humdrum of the wrestling is just hype till till the next. There's main a event. lot of wrestling. Like you've got to, you, yeah. so there's like four, is true, there's yeah. five main shows a week. There's Raw, SmackDown, and then there's the two mid card shows, which are kind of shitty that they film beforehand, which is main event and superstars. That they they mostly do that to. Uh, pad out their network content and to send it out to like foreign markets and then there's nxt which is fucking amazing which i watch every week bar you know i don't nothing stops me from watching nxt because it's that fucking good and then they've got they they're doing the pay-per-views that the next one is in like two weeks they they, they had a three-week gap between extreme rules and payback because apparently it would clash with memorial day or whatever you guys do over here so they're like oh we just got done with a pay-per-view and now there's another pay-per-view like uh, okay, it's it's barely enough time to develop any storylines, so I don't know, but yeah, it's uh, it's still a shitload more fun to watch than boxing. Absolutely. Yeah, so when was the when was the real <clears throat> last big boxing match that happened? I don't remember. Uh, oh man, there was no, one. There, wasn't there? There was one really recently that um yes, people were on. trying to bootleg up. onto Twitch and they got in trouble. I can't remember what I'd it was. I imagine it would. Boxing is like NFL level of we are really strict about copyright. Stupidly strict. The uh, last boxing match I watched had Prince Nassim Hamed in it. So just bear that in mind. <laughs> it's been a while. Well, UFC and MMA have kind of like revolutionized yeah. that well, space. Well, because there's more action in them. I mean, I don't even like MMA, but I can understand why people do. Yeah. I think I think MMA is really interesting because it's like... There's just way more variety of stuff going on. I do like the fact that they've got a very viable women's division. That's fantastic. Like, Ronda Rousey is fan- is just an amazing woman. Like, incredible skill. There's no doubt about that. And that's awesome. Because, I mean, women's boxing, I guess, has never really been a thing. But people actually watch women's MMA. And you know the joke about uh, women's basketball? It's like, oh, but, you know, the, the technique and everything. Well, women's MMA, actually, yeah, there is a bunch of technique in it. Like, it's actually really interesting to watch. Also, they beat the crap out of each other. They do. <laughs> they they that's, don't that's hold back. They, they I know. Don't hold oh, no. back. They Absolutely go all not. in. Look, yeah. that's sexy as shit. I'm just saying. There's a, there's a really good manga called Tepu that's about a girl who gets into MMA, and it's, like, super cool. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> you ever want to read a manga about that? Maybe, maybe I finally will. Yeah. Sign me up. Fucking rad. So speaking of wrestling and things like that, I played the new wwe game on pc as jesse is well aware because i'm taking the big i'm taking the big jc through career mode right now he's uh, wrestling (laughs) in nxt he's now number one contender for the nxt championship nice but that game is really boring like it's just oh it (laughs) is um, sad it's really slow and uh I just I think a lot of wrestling games are like that because they try to simulate the whole thing. The problem is that simulating like the times when they're just kind of grabbing each other and they're doing the spots for like the next set of moves is very boring to play. And I found that playing uh, playing the wrestling game 2K15 was not very interesting at all. It's still really clunky. Like it's mm-hmm. you you have like moves going off where they're obviously not in the right place so the character kind of awkwardly sidesteps along a little bit so he can kind of get the move off and sometimes <laughs> they even like just drag the body into the center of the ring to execute the move because they're of too course. close to the ropes or whatever it's just like ah oh, i don't know what the hell's happening with this but what i did do is i i decided fuck this this is boring i'm going to pick up all stars for PlayStation 3 which is a game that came out in 2011 it was by THQ 
rest in peace. And it's an arcadey wrestling game. And it's yeah. completely over the top. So you can literally juggle people with punches, kind of like a fighting game. Every move nice. goes about 20 feet in the air. So you get to see Andre the Giant fucking power slam a fool, and he just jumps about 20 feet in the air, slams them into the mat, and a fucking earthquake happens. Like, the ring shakes and everything. <laughs> it's all really fast, and it's more like a, a arcadey brawler. Really fun. You get to play with all the, like, you can have Andre the Giant versus the Big Show, and you, know, you can have all of the, the new guys versus the old guys. Really great. Like, super that, fun game. The funny thing about that game is that none of the wrestlers look like themselves. Mm -mm. Yeah. They're very much like... All exaggerated. They're exaggerated superhero versions of themselves. Yes, yes they are. And yeah. it, it just makes it that much better. You're like, that's supposed to be Hulk Hogan. That looks nothing like Hogan, but I understand it's Hogan. Like, yeah. It's, they, uh, yeah. They actually, like, they, t they don't take it seriously at all either. They got the wrestlers to cut promos for the Path of Champions mode. So they get Triple H and Shawn Michaels to cut these promos, but they break the fourth wall constantly and talk about being in a video game and pulling all this shit. And they start quoting stuff. They do the top men quote. Like, <laughs> it's like, don't worry, our top men are on it. It's, and Shawn Michaels is like, what, Triple H? Like, top men. <laughs> like, <laughs> cute. cute. This, is, this is cute. This is, this is cute. It's... It is kind of like a Mortal Wrestling combat, I guess, which is also weird because there's a game on iOS called WWE Immortals that I've talked about, which is by mm. Netherrealm, where they are literally superhero versions. Like Seamus, the Irish guy, is an ancient druid. Like, so he's wearing like horns and shit. Kane is an actual demon. The rock is literally a rock. Like he's an actual golem. And I was playing a bit of that. It's really simplistic. Like it's tap on the screen for a combo and then swipe for a special move. Uh, you block with two fingers, and you build up a team of three people. But what's interesting below it is the stat interactions, because each wrestler has a different different interactions with other wrestlers. Like, if you have guys that are rivals with each other, they get extra attack, but they get, like, lower strength and stuff. So, and each, like, thing has, like, a set of unique passives. It's, it's all right, you know. It's good for a few rounds. It gets boring after a while because it's so simple, but... Speaking you know what? Of... You know what? No, go ahead, Jesse. No, I just... I'm trying to think of the name of it. And I can't remember it. There was a wrestling game that I always wanted to play, but I never did because it looks stupid. But I kind of want to play it now. <laughs> I probably um, have it. No, it's like a bunch of girls and they're wrestling, but they're all like scantily clad. Rumble what is Roses? That Rumble Roses! That I was an old 360 <laughs> release, yeah. Oh, man. I. Yeah, I remember seeing that game and being like, that is that the game silliest was thing. That fuck. It had a photo mode where you could dress them up in like string bikinis and just take photos of them. It was horrible. It was I really bad. I want that game bad. so badly. It's, it was published or developed by Konami. Yep. Yeah. It wasn't the only one either. There's actually a series of Rumble Roses games. I think a lot of them just came out in Japan. But Rumble Roses Double X. Yeah. Yeah. The original Rumble Roses was on PlayStation 2. And it, it did get an NA release in 2005. Um, and then they released Rumble Roses Double X on 360. It, I remember this because when I, I was working at Game at the time and we were selling 360s, and this was one of the first games that came out. And watching people like come in and sort of sheepishly buy it was a great experience <laughs> for me. Because they felt, they obviously felt guilty for doing it because they knew exactly what it was. But it was like the only new game for 360 at the time. So people just bought it and they were like, copy of Rumble Roses, please. And they were just like, it's like, it's like do you like, want a brown paper bag for that? You know? It's like buying condoms from the grocery store. Just yeah. Just like, this is <laughs> take great. this. Like, 
One of the characters literally is a w woman in like b devil bondage gear, except for her boobs, which are just just there, like little boob flaps on the line. Like this is this game. Oh, is I can I can sh I can show you some of it, and hopefully Twitch won't kick me off for lewd content. But I can't believe that this exists, and I'm is, so ugh. mad I never played this. It is, it's just so blatant. And these Jesse, are the more reasonably clothed women. Body submission, my ass. They're just cuddling. Look at this crap. This, this is great. This uh, one woman is sitting on a man. Like, what is, what is, like, he's, he's her chair. What is even happening? I love this game. It's so terrible. Oh my God. Their bodies look so awkward. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was really like badly animated. They put the most effort they put in was to the goddamn uh, photo mode, and that was just creepy. Yeah, dude. Oh my god. I'm buying, a, a, I'm buying a copy. Jesse. This is not a submission. This is they're just kissing. This isn't a submission at all. Look at this shit. <laughs> they're just like one each of the other. girls. Her name's Dixie, and she's dressed up like a cow. And one of her moves has to do with milk. I'm just saying that is the best. <laughs> This is, you know what, Japan, every time I think you're crazy, you come up with something wonderful like this, and I just love you. There's Jesse, I'm crazy I'm, about this. I'm, no. I'm buying this, Jesse, for multiplayer mayhem. <laughs> you go do that. I'm sure you'll get the views on it. Look at this photo. Uh, I like all the dirt photos people are taking from this game because they're all hilarious. Like, it's clearly a poorly made game. Oh, yeah. There's it's no really doubt bad. about this. Yeah. Oh, my God. The Super Best Friends did a Russell Mania on Rumble Roses. That's probably funny. I'll have to watch that. So I know that the Super Best Friends do a bunch of... Um, she's in a nurse's outfit. What the fuck? That's the best type of wrestling. Oh, my. And yeah. purchased. Oh, you <laughs> bought it? Oh, God. <laughs> bought, so bought it for, for $12 off of eBay. <laughs> nice. Nice purchase. God damn. I do like the fact that you can pick up a guitar and just fucking beat somebody with it. I'll give them that. That's pretty funny, but... Jesus Christ. This is great. <laughs> Killer move. Never... Yep, oh, she's humping man. her again. What's with this? Uh, that that was literally an AA. That was John Cena's move from fucking <laughs> WWE. Oh, this obligatory is... panty shots. Yeah, okay. All right, that's quite enough of that. Thank you very much. This is amazing. Jesus God. It is wow. so badly, like... Everything about this game looks like shit. <laughs> yes, it really does. Oh, we're we're, gonna, we're, we're we're going to bring it back into resurgence, Jesse. <laughs> oh, That's geez. my plan. That's multiplayer, my plan. multiplayer mayhem will get Rumble reached out Rose to from Konami. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Look, Konami, you guys, if you want to send us any posters you have laying around, any of those giant life-size cutouts you have, we'll take. I'll put them on office. Those body pillows that you were obviously selling with the game, any, you any know. Bottle, yeah, anything that you didn't get to sell, send it my way. Oh my gosh, at the at the new office, poor sweet Santel was like, <laughs> he was making a joke about me having body pillows shipped to myself, and then he was like, but it's not like you would have any body pillows, and I was like. <laughs> Yeah, it's not like I would ever buy body pillows. <laughs> <laughs> if, if any human being had body pillows, I think it would be you. So speaking of erotic gaming, Dodger, what have you been playing this week? Uh -huh. Let me guess. A bunch of uh, crazy, pervy shit. Over, over the last couple of days. Uh, no, I was I was going to add into this conversation when you were saying that like the only good part of that game was the take photos of all the hot girls <laughs> mode. 
Um, there's a so you know all of those really terrible browser games for a different battle anime. Like there's Bleach Online and oh, One Piece no, Online and no, all those. Not they're specifically. Just they're just fucking terrible. It's okay. like, oh, now you're gonna play this random character in the world, but it's one of those. It's one of those things where it feels like it's made for um like a mobile platform because okay. all you have to do is just keep pressing enter and it's like go to the quest enter do the fight enter so it's a cow fight, click it, enter basically. you did the fight you won enter like you literally don't have to do anything in the game right but um i remember when i was uh trying out bleach online just out of morbid curiosity and there's a whole mode where you can get all sorts of extra stuff for your character but it's <laughs> It's you go, you go to like, look at one of the girls from the show and she's just like hanging out. And it's like, you, you play like this weird game where you, go again, on. just keep, you just keep hitting enter, but she like loses more and more clothing. What? It's yeah. So there's that bleach online, everybody. It's a fucking terrible game. I, I am currently but, um, watching <laughs> this. This looks like a really bad RPG making. Wow. You literally do nothing. You That's don't a- do anything in this game. No. Main task complete. Auto-pathing to submit task. You don't even have to walk to hand in the quest. It auto-paths you there. It does everything for what you. What the fuck I is don't understand shit? what the point of the game is. I really, really don't. <laughs> and I never lost a battle. I got to, like, within, like, a half an hour, I got it to level 40-something. It just, like... <laughs> you could have a dunking bird. Here's, here's an experiment. Here's a video for you, right? Start off from level one. Get a dunking bird to press enter. And film the dunking bird and do a time lapse and see how much you win. Like, I want to see that. If someone wants to yeah. make a video of that, that would be really fucking funny to watch. Hey, that's that's some Kotaku material right there. <laughs> that's some yeah, Kotaku they're stealing shit. the idea immediately. Well, no, the Kotaku, Kotaku material is... is they find a YouTuber that did it and then link the video, and that's the Kotaku material. <laughs> <laughs> Roasted. Well, yeah. I don't. So I, it, 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 that's yeah, the. That's not really like a big sin, though, is it? Like, it's no. not like Reddit doesn't do that. It's just Kotaku was smart enough to monetize it. You know, I'll give him credit for that. <laughs> um, but in terms of games that I actually played, I played a. I played a demo for a game called Loop a long time ago. Loop. Um. Yeah, it's like a little. It's a little puzzle game, and it's got like rain sounds in the background. And the the full version of it came out, so I played that. It's okay. in, It's on like a. You know, pay five dollars or pay a little more if you want to like donate to the creator, sort of a platform. And um, and so I, I played that on stream, and I was like, yeah, we're just gonna chill out, play this really relaxing puzzle game. It's gonna be so nice. And by like the fifth puzzle, I was like, fuck this fucking game. I can't figure out this fucking puzzle. And I wound up like playing Death Clock really loud in the background while I was playing. It, just, like, <laughs> so angry. <laughs> but it's uh, it's actually it's kind of hard to find. Wait a minute, let me um. I, well, it's called Loop, which means it's impossible to find on YouTube. I can't find any yeah, footage of it's, it. Yeah, uh, it's Loop, a Tranquil Puzzle Game by John Cullen. Is it Loop as in L-O-O-P, or is it... Yes. Okay, Here, I can't. Hey. I'm, I'm, I linking, can I'm linking to Thank it. You, Everyone in chat's been saying Loop, and I've been very confused. Yes, because, because uh, when I was playing it, some guy was I like, just accidentally... are you saying Loop, or are you saying Lube? And then for the rest of the day, I called it Lube. Because gotcha. Okay. Fucking terrible person. So I clicked was... the link thinking this was loop, and as it turned out, it was just that stupid pug video that Jesse posted like 20 minutes ago. <laughs> like, Thanks, Jesse. Let's say I'm just gonna. There you go. I'm gonna inflict it on others. There you go. I had never seen that video before. I was that, like oh, crying before the podcast started. The music. It's... The music. <laughs> it's so good. It's so sad. Uh... <laughs> 
Why? What is wrong with that dog? <laughs> he gets me every time. It's so good. <laughs> <laughs> the final reveal. <laughs> I uh, I've never been a pug fan. My brother loves pugs, but oh uh, no, oh. just they're weird. They snort. I love dogs that snort. Oh, there you, is. You like our Akita then, because that's literally all so he fucking cute. does. There's uh, uh, Dodger. I need to. Yes. Uh, there's a woman in my apartment complex who has a dog that may be a 500 pound dog, and it's a this ugly, ugly pit bull, but it, uh, not pit bull, uh, bulldog, but it like uh -huh. can't. It can barely move. And it's like, and it takes like five minutes to get from the walkway up to the apartment. And she has to sit there and wait for it. And the dog's like, it is the cutest, most disturbing thing you've ever seen. Aww. You're like, oh, that poor dog. It's like, eh, eh, eh. it just falls over when it gets to the elevator and just lays there. It's so funny. Oh, sweet puppy. I keep thinking about taking um my fat cat Sherlock for walks. And Sam was like, you literally, I mean, People walk their dogs out here all the time. So when exactly are you planning on walking your cat? <laughs> also, like, walking cats is weird. Is, and a, you is weird? Yes. I don't think I've he ever seen anyone walk I mean, a cat. like, if your animal needs exercise, then exercise it, right? <laughs> I don't think that there's anything weird about that. It's just that people uh, don't walk cats. Everyone in the world would be like, are you walking a you cat? cat? And... I don't care. There was a guy on my campus who used to walk his cat every day, and it was real cute. Okay. I know Sorry, some people I... do it. But. I I, ha I have to talk about this real quick because it's it's a weird thing I saw today. So on the way to the office, um, I I there was I saw like a woman on the side of the road just like jogging, just normal woman, no no big deal. And it turned out she was a dog. No, she was actually I, a cat. Uh, no, she was a cat. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I I was just driving by and uh, I look back at her and she was wearing like a Santa hat and a Santa beard, and just kept jogging. And I wanted to pull over and go, can you explain why you're jogging in, like, perfect sunny weather with a Santa hat and beard? Girl, but I, I don't know what you're on right now, but you got to stop. You got to turn no, around and go home. Made, no, made what, what you do is you ask where she got it and whether you could get some, because that sounds <laughs> some good shit right there. Well, yeah, cause I, think about it. Here's the crazy thing. If this was December... You wouldn't have questioned that shit. No. You would have been no, perfectly no, fine with it. I'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. If this was the summer, you would have been like, oh, I get that. But because it's May, you're like, that's weird. <laughs> that's some messed up shit. Yeah, right that there. was that's the most so messed weird. up thing about it. The fact that it was the wrong time maybe, of year uh, for jogging Maybe she's one outfits. of the drunk Cinco de Mayo white people. Uh, or Nazis, Nazi Siege Day. You know, she was doing it for Nazi Siege Day. 9 a.m.? <laughs> Yeah, it's Cinco Look, de Mayo. You start as early as you can, man. You got to Cinco de Mayo. Cinco de Mayo. It starts early, my friend. Yeah. Midnight. The when you wake up. Day. Yeah, why waste yeah. hours in the day that could be spent getting completely wrecked? And then she was like, "Oh, but I can't. I've been doing so good with my jogging. I gotta, I gotta go for a jog. But my head is cold." <laughs> And my face is cold. <laughs> I have this. And then it she... makes sense now. Yeah. I feel yeah. this is actually Perfect. plausible. Like... <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> if you're drunk enough. If you're drunk enough, you can go for a run in a Santa hat and beard, no matter what age or Or race if you you're are. hot uh, enough. I don't know. About like age. if you're attractive enough, people will just let you get away with it, you know. Or if you're old did. enough. Didn't there, say there, there is there is there is like a bell himself. curve of old and attractiveness. So if you're attractive, people like get away with shit, and then it just goes down, like, but then when you get old again, it goes back up, and you can do whatever you want. Mm -hmm. It makes perfect sense.
I agree. That's what I'm waiting for. Old age. I know. Same. I I fear. <laughs> live long I, enough. I fear for the world for when Jesse Cox becomes an old man because oh he He's will. He's bad enough already. <laughs> he will take over the planet. Oh my goodness! It's gonna be some It'll be bullshit. We all know it. Yeah. <laughs> so, getting back to the topic of games, uh, do, expect derailing on the show. Come on, we did a show like three days ago. There's not that much else that we could have done in three days. Come on, we usually have a week to actually Act. be interesting for this show. We had like three days, so you know. We, well, one thing that three of us did play, and that was, of course, Guns of Icarus. We're doing another, yeah. well, we might as well tell people right now, we're doing another brand deal for them, so we're doing another sponsored video. I was on a ship with, uh, I believe, Kraken, Peanut Butter Gamer, and Crendor. It was actually the chillest ship. I have never been <laughs> on a ship that relaxed. It's because you, it's because you didn't have Joe. <laughs> We I, had Joe. <laughs> I might have told them to give Joe to you and not to me. <laughs> I'm just saying, Joe is intense. I can't handle that shit anymore. Joe was. I'm not saying. I'm not saying piloting has something to do with it, but Joe is real chill. Joe was not freaking out on my ship. No. I'm just saying. It must be a saying. clash of personalities. When me and Joe get in the same thing, it's all yelling. It doesn't matter. Every video we've ever done together, we just yell at each other constantly. It's. <laughs> That was fun though. We had a lot of fun with that. We actually that was it was a bigger fun. battle. It was three on three this time. We have sixteen YouTubers. I believe the the Grumps had a ship. That didn't go very well for them. Uh, the uh, Markiplier was captaining a ship with a bunch of guys there. Cry betrayer, and the betrayer. Markiplier. Indeed. Fuck you, Markiplier. Yeah. Fucking traitor. Who was on your ship? So you had you, oh, uh, you Dodger. It was the old crew. It was the the loyal crew of Sky Captain Maximilian Valentine and Joe. But, <laughs> but the story, the story, we made up a story. The story is Markiplier betrayed us. And so we had to turn to our mortal enemy, the Biscuit Empire. And then he sent over one of his crewmates to make sure we weren't up to trouble, which is why Joe was on our ship. And so, oh, the story makes perfect. The story, when the video our, comes up, the story Our story was quite sense. similar. We said uh, it, was an, it was an alliance of convenience because we had, yes. a, we had a common enemy in the form of the Gam Gramps, the Empire of Gam Gramps. <laughs> Uh, and uh, yes. we d we decided that they must be destroyed, and our plan was when we had destroyed the Gamgramps, we would turn on you and bring you the king's justice. So just like message over to Joe and be like, take him down. Basically, <laughs> it was the plot of um, World's End: Pirates of the Caribbean, right there. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though. When he experienced piracy, Joe started to feel for us, and so at the end, he couldn't do it, and so we <laughs> sailed away. <laughs> You'll never catch me! Da, 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 we sail away. We'll fly off like, into the sunset. Yeah. Best, that best part by far, our ship has empty like beer bottles and things all <laughs> over the place. <laughs> so there, in in the game, they uh, a while back they did a contest, which was like vote for a ship design, and I literally just bombarded it with like everyone go vote for a Maximilian Valentine ship design. They're like okay, <laughs> so they finally put one in, and it's just rum barrels and beer bottles everywhere on the ship. It's a mess. I was like, perfect. We, I think so we good. picked the uh, birthday party uh, regalia, where, which just puts like streamers and flags up everywhere. So we were flying that. Nice. That was pretty fun. That is, it's a legit fun game. If they would yeah, eventually come out with their uh, four-player like, story right? mode. Yeah. Yeah. 
Make that happen already. That would oh, be the so co-op. I think the co-op's going to be great. And obviously, yeah. we're all biased because they threw a shit ton of money at us. So just bear yeah. that in mind. But outside of that, like, I think... Like, that game fun. is so fun. Four-player co-op for that and going through PvE missions, I think, would actually be the shit. Like, as with your own crew, that would, I think, mm -hmm. be great. And that's what they're doing right now, isn't it? That's, uh, yep. that's their Guns of Icarus Adventure Mode thingy that they're working on right now. So, yeah. yeah. It, it, I like that game. Yeah. The concept's great. You're a crew of an airship. And you yep. all have, like, it's... Fantastic. They just need to make that uh, single, or not single player, but uh, adventure mode. That new gun is annoying as shit. They put a new gun in the game, which kind of knocks your ship around. Oh, fuck that gun. Like, that was the worst. Yeah, tiny ships get wrecked by that. The Spire, though, was just like, sorry. It's just, just too fat. Yeah. You can't do anything to it, yeah. Oh, we had, we had nightmares of that fucking Spire. Oh, God, don't even get me started. Yes. Uh, I'm not saying their dev team was very, very they, good. But they added a trinket for me, which reduces the damage you take from ramming someone. So I'm like, prepare for ramming speed every possible time. Just uh, smashing was, into people. It was great. There were so <laughs> many good moments, but unfortunately, the Steel Butterfly is the weakest ship in the game. And so every time we beat combat, we're like, bit, nope, yeah. we don't. <laughs> yeah. And it, what ended up we happening like is really we followed you to, in. Like, shoot the shit out of somebody and then be like, we're leaving. <laughs> we followed you in. And then because you're the fastest ship, you snuck away. And then we're like in the middle of three of them. Like, fuck. <laughs> every, like, every time, every time we played, we'd start off and we'd be really ballsy. And we're like, we got this. We'd die once. And at that point, it was like, we're never dying again this map. Mm. So we'd always just fly in and run every time. There was one time where we died twice in a map. And it was literally like. Where is our team at? And we look at the map and everyone's just gone. Like, we don't even see you on the I map. Think we're, we're all just like, dead. What right? is happening? Yeah. Oh my God. I love that yeah. game. That game's a ton of fun. Yeah. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll, I mean, I, yeah. It is. It's 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 just it's just legitimately different. Anyway, the videos I think are supposed to be out in like a week or so. I think that's so. Yeah, uh, just be prepared to watch that. There'll be it's a big best of three Prepare with a bunch yourself of yeah. To it's gonna view a yes. video. Yep, there yes. will there will be a video, and we were paid giant sacks of cash to make it, and it was great. So there mm -hmm. you go. The sexiest. Yes, ah. I would indeed. So sexy. Mm. So sexy. Mm -hmm. So I played a bit of the new Wolfenstein that came out today. Oh, yeah. Oh, I haven't played it yet. Is it good? How is that? So far, so good. Um, It starts off a bit slow. Uh, it's kind of the same as the first one started off a bit slow as well, because... Um, Actually, no, it didn't. Come think of it. You I was off in a plane, and you yeah, I was going to say at. the plane sequence was amazing. I, I was yeah, thinking was of cool. the demo they showed me at PAX, where they don't start you in the plane, and they start you with the wall climbing sequence, which is a bunch of shit. Uh, yeah. But this one, you're like you're driving up to Castle Wolfenstein, literally, and you're on a mission, and it's set in 1946. And I'm about an hour in so far, and I mean, so far it's good. It's so far so good. It's it's got great gunplay as it always has. They've added some new stuff in. They've put in a pipe, which lets you climb, which is a bit weird. Like, f through some weird story part, you get, like, a piece of pipe and, like, a hook, and you use it to climb walls, but you can also beat the shit out of people with it. So that that's a bit interesting. And it's got the good old dual wielding in it. It's got a bunch of new enemies. The voice acting's just as good as it was before. The writing is spot on. So far, still hilarious. Like, the writing in the first one was great. This is still great. You like, Nazi fucking spaceman. Best line in any video game. <laughs> uh, the, the, in the first 10 minutes, there's a line where he's trying to get through security, uh, through German security, and is really bad at, at speaking German. And uh, one of the guys is like, oh, you're uh, from Frankfurt. Is like, a, uh, yeah, Frankfurter. Das hot dog. And then, yep. 
And then there's like five seconds of silence, then everyone starts laughing. It's like, oh, it's like the American's hot dog. And like, this is great. There's, there's, I also found a, a two Easter eggs so far that all reference the old game, Return to Castle Wolfenstein. There's like a letter that's talking about the defiled church, which was a level in Return to Castle Wolfenstein. So it actually ties in really nicely with uh, some of the old games. So it's a 20 buck standalone game. Apparently it takes about nine hours to beat. It also has a challenge mode though. So there's a reason to go back. Like so far, it seems good, but I want to play a bit more of it before, uh, you know, before I actually like judge it. But so far, it seems to be really good. I mean, I loved Speaking Wolf. Wolfenstein was great. It was my game of the year last year. It was so good. Speaking of of, of Bethesda, um, mm -hmm. is there any truth to the rumor? I, I I haven't been like internet surfing in a few days, but it's been blowing up in my email box. Is there any truth to this rumor that Bethesda at E3 is booking space for a uh, like an RPG, like they're on the list of too. RPGs. Well, they're doing a press conference for the first time ever at E3, which yeah. means, I mean, that's almost a guaranteed announcement of Fallout 4, right? I mean, uh, it can't I be anything else. Be great. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say no to that. Isn't Square also doing a press event as well that I saw? Uh, yeah, the Square. I'm, I'm so far. I'm going to Bethesda, Square, uh, Ubisoft, and it, an EA conference. It looks like. Which all of them I think is hilarious because I've sh at one point in time I've shed on all of them. They're like, please come join us. Like, all right, fuck it, I'm in. So I can't wait to see what happens. But yeah, man, if I can go to Bethesda and get a Fallout and a Dishonored, I'm good. I'll be I'll be good. I'll be set for like the next year. I'm looking forward to all that. So. I would be very happy to see a new Dishonored. That's definitely. I mean, that was a fantastic piece of original IP. That was. I mean, that was so good to watch because I, I loved Arcane for Dark Messiah of Might and Magic, which I think is a completely underrated game. And it's mostly their fault because it fucking, it, um, it was buggy as shit on launch. Like, there were bosses which you couldn't get past because they were bugged out. They eventually fixed it, and I thought uh, Dark Messiah was a really fun game. Like, you could set down an ice like ice on the floor as a spell and then kick someone and then slide along the ice and then impale themselves on a spike. That's it was awesome. so much fun. And all all the voice acting was so fucking bad from the enemies uh, that it was really fun just to kill them because they'd start to get panicked when you started to stab them and they'd try to run away. And I'm like, no, please. And then you kick them into a pit. It was, br it was <laughs> brilliant. I loved it. Uh, but Dishonored was awesome. And yeah, yeah I, I just, I'm really, really happy to see Arcane making good shit again. Man, I like... Dishonored is one of those games that made you want the sequel more yes. than the actual original game because it was like, if you took the time to read the books or you played the uh, DLC, it was like the it world great outside DLC. what you saw is really good, way better than what you actually got. Like you're like, I can't wait to go see everything else because it looks awesome. And they were like, see you in the sequel, and they really set it up as so. I hope we get that. That's that's one of those I things like you. I want that now. Make that happen Well, it did now. well, didn't it? Like, it sold well. It was a really good original IP launch. It was critically acclaimed. People really liked it. So, I mean, I'd love to see a new Dark Messiah, but I don't think that's ever going to fucking happen. But, you know, Dishonored 2, I'd be happy with that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't Very know. Cool. Uh, if we get a Fallout game, that should be interesting. I'm trying to think what other Bethesda IP. I mean, we well, are going to get... they're also publishing a lot. Like, they, they published Wolfenstein. So, I hope yeah. that... Maybe we get a new announcement for another Wolfenstein game. I'd be happy with that. I just love the fact that Wolfenstein came out, sold millions of copies, and was a single-player-only shooter, and people fucking loved it because it's very I rare wonder, to see that. I wonder. Like, I wonder. I, I'm not. I don't want to be spoiled, but I'm curious what the ending of the standalone is because I, I'm trying to figure out like how they continue 
oh, this is super well. I mean, it's set. But... It, it, all of um, all of it is set in 1946. So right, but like I'm trying to figure out if they can set it up so the end of uh the new order sort of like like they can continue on because the ending is very final and I'm trying to figure yeah. out how they. How they continue on with the story at that Maybe point. they do an alternate timeline. Like, they probably just get away with it by saying, here's an alternate timeline where this didn't actually happen, you know? Yeah. So that's yeah. probably the way they did it. Because, I mean, they already did the alternate timeline with uh, with the New Order, where, you know, there's that bit where, depending on what you choose, you get a complete... I wouldn't say a completely oh, different game, Doom. but you do get a different one. Oh, I forgot about Doom. Oh, yeah, Doom 4, of course. Shit. We've seen... We've not seen anything about that. Dude, Doom. Hell Yeah. That would be. I'm in. I don't even know what it's for that. Yeah. I mean, I was one of the people that loved Doom Three. I thought Doom Three was genuinely good. It was like actually scary. It looked great. The combat was fun. The expansion was yes! fun. Yes. Thank God I made someone. Everyone I talked to, Doom Three sucked, and I'm like, No, it didn't. No, it, it just, didn't. It just wasn't Doom Two, which was like one of the best games of all time. You know? Yeah. It's not fair to do the comparison. I mean, you can't make that game again. I thought Doom Three was pretty awesome, aside from the uh, annoying fact that you had to like get a mod to duct tape a fucking flashlight to the gun, otherwise you couldn't see anything. Yeah, that did suck, and it wasn't very straightforward either. It just was like, you may or may not find that. It's yeah. Just like, go for it. Uh, well, in the BFG edition, they literally just put a flashlight on every gun because they're like, this game was too dark. We understand. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Played on the Doom 3 was nice. Played on the original Xbox. That thing was like, it was the original Xbox. I think it was original Xbox. It was. Yeah. They put it on yeah. the original Xbox. I think it had like a split screen co op as well on the original Xbox. It, I, I think so. Yeah. Man, I just realized how close E3 was. Like, that's coming up soon. It is, yeah. I, w five, I will be there. Weeks. At least that's the plan. Is it five weeks? Fuck me. Yeah, about uh, five wow. weeks. Interesting. All right, well, I mean, I'm going to be there, hopefully. So it'll be interesting. We'll see what we can find. Uh, I'm intrigued to see what they come up with. I hope Doom 4 is playable there. I'm definitely up for that. Oh, that'd be great. Hmm. Though knowing, ah, oh man, knowing E3, it's going to be like, you can watch the video 12 times if you like, yeah. or come sit in a room while someone else plays it for you. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> oh, we've got a, we set a rule, like, with all, because we're getting all the PR emails now. It's like, come see our thing. And basically our default response is, one, can we have direct feed? Or two, can we get B-Real so I can talk over it in the hotel room later? And if their answer is no, we're like, thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. Uh, well, we're, we're not going crazy this time. Yeah, ninety percent of it is like come to our really fancy room. We'll give you food and drink. You can watch a video of someone playing it, and then goodbye. And it's like that Talk tells me that. nothing. No, <laughs> we're, we're like if we can't have hands on, we're not interested. It's that simple. We're, and because there's plenty of games that will give us hands on, so the ones that are like no, we're too important to give you hands on. It's like ah, uh, well, we're not giving you our time. Then it's that simple. Ubisoft, Ubisoft was pretty good about it for Far Cry Four last year. They had like a whole offsite area. Oh, yeah. uh, next to a hotel or like at a hotel where like they had the whole top floor. They were doing a Twitch stream there and they had just capture stations for games journalists and other media the, press to come and play. Some, some companies are wising up. Yeah. The problem though, and I think Ubisoft, like they had such a good idea and they shot themselves in the foot is any footage you captured, they had they to, had to then edit approve it. the footage yeah. and then edit yes. it all down. So I had a moment that was amazing. It was an amazing moment and they cut all of it out because it, there was a bug like a dude went through a wall. And I was like, nobody cares. Nobody but you cares about that. It's so yes. infuriating. Yeah, they they're all, they almost get it. They almost get it, but they they still want too much control most of the time. 
which is yeah, why yeah. they invited me to all of these events and i'm just like i'm not going because i know how you operate and frankly i'm not gonna have you edit my fucking footage like that's not gonna happen i'll just i'm better off just waiting for it to come out so i can show people everything i want to show them yeah because yeah. i i imagine if if i went to an event and did that with far cry 3 we'd have never got the great alligator moment where i was talking about uh, recoil mechanics and suddenly this fucking alligator grabs my foot and drags me in. i'm like holy fuck shit and they're just like beating this alligator like just that was like the best moment of the video i bet they would have cut that out because of the swearing or whatever you know it's i don't know yeah it's a bit sad yeah but they're getting there. They are getting there. They sort of understand that, it's, look, it's the best way to build hype for your game. Get a YouTuber to play it and have some fun with it. Oh, it's, it's good. Yeah, that is something that I've noticed a lot lately. Like, you know, Dodger can speak on this too. But for, for The Witcher, they were like, we'll, we'll provide you with everything you need. We'll have recording stuff here. We'll have everything. Just don't worry mm -hmm. about it. We got it. Yeah. And more and more events I go to now, I'm like, so can I capture anything? Like, oh, no, yeah, yeah. We'll have everything set up. Don't worry about it. We'll give you a drive when you leave. I'm like, oh, all right. I'm in then. Okay. Like, yeah. okay. If I can bring something home and show for it, great. Perfect. It was like uh, we uh, a few years ago, we started doing that with, and we, start, we started introducing indies to the concept. What we did was we brought a, a portable hard drive to an event and we put a copy of Fraps on it. And we basically just plugged it in because Fraps will, you can install Fraps on as many pr computers as you like. Like, so we just install Fraps and then it's like, well, capturing this way. And Indies are like, oh, I didn't know you could do that. It's like, yeah. I mean, so we just captured footage of their game and it worked really well. And it's, it's getting to the point where some of these larger companies are saying, yeah, okay, we're good with, um, we're good with you capturing now. We'll see. All right, let's take a short break. And when we come back, we'll talk a little bit more about the games we've been playing this week and then maybe bullshit about E3. And then, of course, we'll get on to news of which there is actually some. Rockstar are being a bunch of bastards. They're being a sack of twats. So we'll see what they're up to after the break. In the oh, meantime, yes. though, it's what you've Sounds all been waiting back. for. Oh, We're God. about to advertise to you. Our sponsor this week is, of course, our wonderful friend Squarespace, which means we have a brand new Squarespace ad for you, which everyone gets super excited about for some reason. Do check out squarespace.com slash cooptional. They support the podcast with giant sacks of cash. So I strongly recommend that you check them out because they're giving me a lot of money. So do that. <laughs> and sacks. here is our sacks. wonderful sacks of cash. Just loads of dosh. Grab it while you can, lads. All right. New ad for you. Then a little bit of music. And then we're coming back with yet more talk about video games and other things. You're watching the Cooptional mm -hmm. Podcast. Buy this. Stripping. You seem a little down. Oh, it's nothing really. I just feel like I'm living in Dodger's shadow. Well, why is that? She's got this monopoly on the anime dating sim market. It's obviously a subject I'm really passionate about and I just can't break in. It's left me unfulfilled and potentially homicidal. Wait, what? Very idle. It's left me very idle. Not getting anything done at all. I need to strike out on my own and, uh, you know, make my mark in this lucrative industry. Well, it seems to me like you need some brand promotion. Have you considered a website on Squarespace? Kidnapping my competition, you say? Um, sorry, I must have misheard you. Can you Kick repeat- back my competition. A website's perfect, but Bok the Bonnet's five old traditions taken up all of my time, and I can't learn web design as well. Well, fortunately, you don't have to. Squarespace doesn't require any experience at all. All you need are a few good ideas, and Squarespace will do the rest with a simple yet powerful interface. Why not sign up at squarespace.com slash cooptional and get 10% off your first order? Oh, it's actually perfect. <laughs> all I need to do now is stuff her in a box and ship her off to a remote island with no chance of rescue. What? Oh, actually, I don't have an excuse for that one. Hey, guys, what's going on in here? 
Nothing, dear. <laughs> Love you. Squarespace. Create your own website and promote yourself in a sane, legal, and not at all psychopathic fashion. Squarespace helps you create a professional-looking website with no design or coding experience required. Get 10% off your first order and support the Co-Optional podcast at squarespace.com slash co-optional. Dating sims, Dark Souls, or role-playing a cat boy on the internet. Anything is possible with Squarespace. Just please, use your newfound powers for good. Hey honey, come see this ravenous bear. What? Luxurious hair. It's, uh, my hair's gorgeous. Moroccan oil. Those guys have issues. Squarespace. Build it beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Co-Optional Podcast. Hi. Do you like the shilling? That oh, was pretty good shilling. You know, yeah, I was talking I, I was it. talking with Dodger that I like that Sam has a I'm acting but not acting accent. <laughs> it's not how he when he's around us, it's not how he normally sounds, but it sounds like he was a very laid back. It was very good acting. It's very laid back, like British. And then <laughs> it was good. It was good. And then yeah. she explained that's how he sounds in real life. And the voice he well, puts like, he's like Batman. The, no, no, the, no, 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 no. The Bruce Wayne he has for us is fake. Really, that's what he sounds like in real life. No, what I was saying was that um, the the accent that he has in that ad sounds more like his accent when he's been around his family a lot, like the accent that he grew up with. Mm-hmm. But he like he doesn't have that accent as much anymore. Unless he's been around his family a lot. Uh huh. It's a very, it's a very southern English accent, very much yeah. so. But he, he, I don't know, man. He's he's got a good, he's got a good acting voice. Like the delivery maybe wasn't quite there, but some of those lines were like, yeah, I'm almost convinced he was actually trying to kill you. you <laughs> oh, know? I think he might actually want to murder his girlfriend. That's I don't possible, know. Just yeah. throwing it out there. Hmm. I mean, look, who doesn't from time to time, <laughs> right? Jesse, how long hey. have you been dating and you're already feeling that way? That's <laughs> <laughs> you know. Don't it's, you subject. It's a it's a love thing. You know. Yeah. Love and if hate you know, are are two sides of the same coin, yo. Same the same sexy coin. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting same dark quickly. <laughs> the same sexy saxy coin. The same saxy cash coin. Um, so yeah, what are, are we? What are we talking about now? Uh, like talk, E3 I, news. Uh, well, we'll get, there to, any we'll other get to news games? in a bit. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I played a new board game, which was kind of cool. You play? I played a game by the name of King of New York, which is the sequel to King of Tokyo, which is oh, the game that I played King on of tabletop. Fun. Yep. Yeah. King of Tokyo's the problem. So the problem with King of Tokyo is King of Tokyo is a really good uh, gateway game. For people that don't play a lot of board games. Because it's, it's simple, really simple to pick up. It's really yeah. fun. The theme's good. The problem is there's only one optimal winning strategy. Yeah. So, which is not no. to go into Tokyo at all, basically. <laughs> like, it, it's it's actually to immediately leave Tokyo. Because what? Because every time you enter Tokyo, you get bonus points. So you enter Tokyo briefly and then immediately leave. And you keep doing that over and over and over again. And basically, that's the way to win. So what they did was they decided we're going to try and fix that with a new game called King of New York. And the way they fixed it was really interesting. That is, that's a dog. What is that dog? That's, it's a dog. So, Isn't he it's, cute? It's running away. Get, bring it back. It's not a cute dog. Bring it that's back, not JJ. A cute dog. Yeah, Sit down. Look at that thing. Can you bring it back, time. JJ? They bring want the to see JJ. Hey, JJ. 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 JJ, you're so cute. Hi, JJ. Hi. Oh, Hi, buddy. It looks like, it looks like the dragon from NeverEnding Story. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. JJ. 
There's like 15,000 people watching you live on camera right no, now, buddy. This is great, dog. Look at it. It's amazing. <laughs> Can you just move his mouth and make me like, come with me, Sebastian? <laughs> <laughs> There you go. Awesome that's dog. one. That's that's one of our awesome, our awesome office dogs. We have another one. If you want to distract me from my particular topic, just bring a dog onto the camera. That will generally do it. It's like dog. Puppy. <laughs> Sorry anyway. about that. King King of Tokyo. Yeah, King. So King of Tokyo, King of New York. So in King of Tokyo, it doesn't really have a. It, the board really doesn't really serve any purpose other than to track which monster is in Tokyo and which monsters are outside of Tokyo. Because if you're outside of Tokyo, you hit the monster that's in Tokyo. If you're in Tokyo, you hit all the monsters that are outside of Tokyo. It's basically the game is King of the Hill. Yeah, essentially. You've got to stay in Tokyo as long as you can without dying. And the, the trick is you can't heal while in Tokyo. So you've got to. It's a risk reward. But with King of New York, you have different boroughs of New York and they're full of building cards. Or building tokens. And you can roll the dice to destroy buildings, as you might imagine. Like, you know, you're a big monster. Every time you destroy a building, it gives you a reward. Like, you kill a power plant, you get two energy. You kill a hospital, you get three health. Because you eat everybody inside. All sorts of innocent children and they're wounded grandmothers. Sickly. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's probably the best. You know, they're, they're not healthy. They're not long for this world anyway. Might as well give them a send-off. So you eat them. Right? But, when, but when you eat them, they turn into a military unit. And there's, a, there's one side of the dice called Ouch, where all the military units attack you. So staying outside of Tokyo is now a little bit, uh, so at, in this case, outside of Manhattan, is a bit riskier now because you're dealing with the military as well. And you've got all sorts of different cards to play with. And once you get into Manhattan, you start to move up from lower Manhattan to middle Manhattan to upper Manhattan. And the longer you stay in Manhattan, the more bonus points you get. So it's got a... Good old upper Manhattan. Yep, upper Manhattan gives you the most bonus points. It also gives you energy there as well. So it's... It's a lot better than King of Tokyo, in my opinion, because there's a, there's more incentive to stay in the Manhattan area, and there's just more stuff to deal with. Like, you've got to fight the board. There's um there's a cool thing where if you roll three ouches in a row, uh, everyone on the board takes military damage, but you become the savior of the city, and you ally with the Statue of Liberty, and you both fight together, as which is kind of crazy. And of there's, uh, there's one where you become a celebrity monster. And like everyone, like you're famous, so you get bonus victory points. So there's basically new ways to win. It's really cool. Like we picked it up really quickly. It took about 20 minutes to learn, and um, yeah, I love it. It's. It, I think it's. I probably would not play King of Tokyo again because I think New York's just better, flat out better. So it's a really good improvement. I like it. Uh, I'm not. Uh, I I don't know if you guys talked about this. I'm sure you did. But have you guys played Final Fantasy Record Keeper? Yes, I TV have. Has. I that like game. It is awesome yeah, it's I like the, the only ios game i probably play actively jesse you would love it i don't i, I don't know if you guys talked about i told jesse podcast, he'd like but... it and he doesn't believe me like i look, think he's burned out on look, square there was there was a moment where i almost had faith and bought the game when i saw the battle with the train final fantasy 6 and then when i learned you can't suplex the train i was like i'm out i'm out <laughs> <laughs> you can't suplex the train that is that is the most legendary thing iconic plus, yeah you can't do that yeah, you, you'd think Shout maybe they'd have on. that self-awareness to like, because they're trying to recreate those iconic moments, and the whole suplex the train thing is like a constant funny moment from that game. It's like you think they'd maybe do an entire battle where that all you do is suplex the train. Yes, maybe that'll want... come in future content. You know, <laughs> if if they if they were smart, they would just make a suplex meme where trains are suplexed. Floating continent suplex, suplex like, city, bitch. The planet Earth is suplex. <laughs> like everything is suplex. suplex I'd be like, this is city, the best. Bitch suplex everything 
That's what I want. Hashtag suplex everything. Just uh, someone make a video of Brock Lesnar suplexing a train, just saying suplex city, bitch. There you go. Suplex city, bitch. Everything comes back to wrestling, regardless. You can't get away. <sighs> suplex city, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, such a moment. Yeah, I played. I I like Record Keeper, and the the cool thing, uh, one thing I will say about iOS games is there's especially the free to play ones. There's a big incentive to do big updates to keep you interested because they want you coming back. And Record Keeper's been updating like crazy as well. So is that um, WWE Immortals game? They just put Macho Man Randy Savage in the game, and he's like wearing like a king's outfit and everything. So it's like yeah, new shit. But they just they keep updating games like that. So as a result, you keep going back to check them out, and yeah, it's. I think Record Keep is fun, honestly. I think it's a pretty fair free to play model. Yeah, it actually like I've been playing I've maybe put maybe a total of five or six hours in and I haven't spent one dime. And I feel glorified in that. I feel like happy that I haven't spent a dollar. I, on the and game. I don't think you will either. Like I so yeah. far anyway, it seems like I think if you really apparently when you go into the really hard dungeons, it burns your stamina meter quite hard. So you can end up in a situation where you don't where you run out of stamina and he's like oh i should really get some more stamina but outside of that like you can buy weapons but they're so fucking expensive that it's just you wouldn't do it yeah i just no don't point. see why you would yeah i i, and I like the, even the the like story that exists is really interesting it's of how neat. like yeah like all the worlds are you know kind of portrayed as portraits and they're disappearing and you have to fight to get them back it's 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 fun it's if, if if you have played any Final Fantasy and you love them, it's just for you. And it's actually I'm actually excited because when Nintendo did the whole like, oh, we're buying DNA, I was like, okay, I don't really care. But DNA developed this game and it actually made me I'm now more hyped than I was before. DNA makes some good mobile games. And a lot yeah. of stuff on mobile is absolute dog shit. Like it's Absolutely. really, really bad. But frankly, some of the, some companies can make some really amazing stuff. I think like Chilingo is a, like another like developer slash publisher, and a lot of what they put out is really really good. Like they seem to have some pretty good quality control. So I'm yeah. I mean every now and again I'll come across a mobile game that I'll put some time into. I've been playing a bit of uh, Peggle Blast. I mean I love my uh, Peggle. Peggle's I love great. The Peggle games. They're yeah. So good. That game is uh, the it's an EA free to play model, which means it's fucking evil. So when you lose your lives, you either buy more lives or you have to wait like a day to get your lives back, which for a lot of people is going to be like, what? That's terrible. But the thing is, I don't play a lot of mobile games, so I'll do like my few rounds on it and then I just leave it for a day. I think if you like, yeah. obviously, if you want to play a shit ton of Peggle, then get Peggle on PC, you know, or get Peggle on I Xbox One. It's the only game along with Killer Instinct worth playing on Xbox One. So get it yeah. there. But if you just want to play like a bit of casual Peggle on the go, Peggle Blast is okay. It's not bad. What else have we been playing? Any anyone else got anything else? Uh, uh, I, I uh, go ahead, Jesse. No, I mean like just a lot of Broken Age, but that's you know. What do you reckon the, the... to part two? Some people have made some comments about the puzzles. My wife's been playing it, and she's like. The puzzles are ludicrous. Yes, like the she's had the like, same comment. In in games, I've, I've been playing the Book of Unwritten Tales too, and like those puzzles, if you use your brain, you can figure that shit out. Like mm -hmm. it's not difficult. Broken Age, the puzzles are 
like I don't know if it's bad puzzle design or if it's overcomplicated puzzle design. There's a lot of like walking back and forth and doing this and doing this, and 90% of it I just stumble upon the answer because I'm like, how was I ever supposed to figure this out? Um, yeah, I. The one thing I will say is I feel like the ending of Broken Age. It, it's, Should I it, put the? Am I putting the spoiler thing up for no, this? No, 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 no. Oh, it feels okay. like Lost. It feels like Lost, where part one and the beginning of part two set up a big story, and it feels like I'm not going to get that payoff. It feels that's what it's starting to feel like. We're running out of time in the game, and there's not enough answers, and it's all starting to be like it, it, basically Damon Lindelof wrote this. And I can't figure out why, like, it's driving me me crazy, TB. It's driving me crazy. But there's, I mean, I'm not going to spoil anything because I haven't beat it yet. So I couldn't tell you actually what happens. But it's starting to feel like the end's coming and I have no answers. It's pissing me off. So so, I'm in two minds about this because I think most of us can agree that the puzzles in part one were way too fucking simple. Like, wait, yes. they were really, I mean, even I could handle them, and I'm absolutely awful. I mean, I'm, I'm not even going to say awful puzzles, I'm just an awful human being. Like, I'm, I'm horrible. <laughs> I'm going to hell. I am literally the worst. Yes. I mean, yeah. I, it's, you know, I, I celebrate Nazi Siege Day unironically. You know, I'm terrible. But <laughs> I actually don't. Please don't take that out of context. <laughs> please, please <laughs> no. anyway, too late. <laughs> Tumblr's got it now. <laughs> anyway, that's the, the part one, the puzzles were really, really simple. And apparently in part two, the difficulty spike, they jump the puzzle difficulty up to ludicrous levels. Yeah. Can I, I, can I, this may require a spoiler thing. I'm gonna, I want to explain a puzzle. I all right, all right. I'm gonna, okay, so if you don't want to hear about this, I'm putting the spoiler thing up now. It's on the screen. So mute the show until that spoiler alert goes away. Okay, cool. Okay, so there's a puzzle in the game that is you have to take an object and you have to get it off the ship. You have to throw an object off the ship. You have to figure out how to do that. So what happens is... Earlier, there's a moment where cereal is on the ground, right? And it means nothing. You can't touch it. But much later, you see a little robot throwing cereal down a garbage chute. So you're supposed to put two and two together that, oh, well, the only way to throw things off the ship is down the garbage chute. But the garbage chute's locked. So, oh, I have to go put more cereal on the ground. So the little guy goes, right? It makes sense. So when you go back into the room, there's uh, a a hand that comes down that drops the cereal. But... There's no char- – like, the character who needs to be there that it's trying to feed isn't on the ship anymore. So you – it won't drop the cereal. And so there was a, a doll there, but I took the doll, and that's why I dropped the cereal for the first time. So now I can't – you know, I was like, oh, well, I'll just put the doll back. It'll think the boy's there. It'll drop the cereal. Everything will be good. It'll land up on the floor. I will go and um, – uh, the little guy will vacuum it up and then go take the thing. And when he's dropping the cereal down the chute, I throw the thing out the chute with it, right? That makes sense. Nope, that's not the answer. So then you have to, like, go into a machine, make the hand go down, pause the hand while it's down, go shake it yourself. The cereal falls on the ground. The little guy comes and vacuums it up. Then he runs over, and then you follow him, and then he starts dumping out the thing. I'm like, okay, move it, mouse it over, drop this off the ship. It shuts down. It's like, oh, too slow. I'm like, what? So I go back, do the whole thing over again, take the teleporter. The teleporter gets me there a little bit faster, but up oh, too slow. So then Dodger, like, Dodger has this just blank look on her face right now that I think we're all feeling at the moment. <laughs> it is. So this whole thing is like too slow. Sorry, too slow, too slow. So then you have to put obstacles in the way of this guy. Take the teleporter back to the beginning. Go back to the beginning. Drop, shake the thing with your own damn hand. The guy comes and sweeps it all up. 
you have to go back to the teleporter while he's going over the obstacles. And if you take the wrong order, you finally get back to where he drops it off and he shows up just as you do. And then you throw it out the thing. It took me like 20 minutes to get this all figured out. And I was like, this was an unnecessary amount of work for this puzzle. It was mind blowing and it made me go crazy. It's not a spoiler, but it's like, that puzzle's stupid as shit. Like that's a stupid ass <laughs> puzzle. All right, spoiler alert is now off. There we go. So the, I'm in two minds about this because one, when I backed this game, it wasn't really because I liked point and clicks. I don't, but I was interested to see what would happen if they tried to make a classic point and click. The thing is, I don't think they did make a classic point and click. But in point part two, they seem to kind of move back to this idea of, oh yeah, point and click logic used to be fucking ridiculous. So let's do that. But it was a clash because part one, they didn't do that. Like, so it seems like it's two different games kind of mashed together right. with the same characters with an inconsistent design philosophy. Well, that's, and narratively, it's the exact same thing. Like, it seems like so much time passed that the story that they're trying to tell makes even less sense now that you're playing it. And they, like, now is when they oh, throw yeah, the Oh, yeah, I can't even remember what was going on. Like, I, I remember it's like a boy on a ship and videos. some monster thing. I don't know. Yeah, I had to go back and watch the original video so I didn't miss anything. And they purposefully use stuff from Act 1 in Act 2 to solve puzzles. So if oh, you weren't paying silly. attention, you're so screwed. And so you had to wait a year. So I went back, watched it again, came back Got to everything. play. Mm -hmm. And now it's like act two is we're going to throw plot twists at you and all these new concepts. And it's like, this is an entirely different game. And it makes <laughs> no sense now. Like, it's really frustrating. I, I like it because it's very um, sort of like off the wall. And right now there's plot twist after plot twist where I'm just like, what is going on? And it's true. It's really entertaining. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It is so bonkers. I'm like, I don't even, whatever. But uh, yeah. You did bring up a great point there, though. The fact that it took so long for the second part to come out that any reliance on the first part is probably a bad idea because no one even fucking remembers. All the reviews were like, play the first part over again. Like, no. It's like, no, no I'm not going to do that. A lot yeah. of the reviews, yeah, didn't really like it. They were like, yeah, voice acting's good, great aesthetic, great story, huge jump in puzzle logic to the point where it doesn't make any fucking sense now, and I don't even remember what happened in the first one. So that's yeah. what, I mean, that's what you get for burning all your money on the first one, having to release it to make more money to fund the second one. If there's anything that Double Fine can't fucking do, it's handle money. They should never, like, Tim Schafer should not be trusted with cash. They'll keep them on the creative side of things. Let someone that knows what they're doing handle the money. I don't understand I why there are so many people, so many people who have been in the gaming industry for so long that are like, look, I mean, nobody ever knows how much money it takes to make a game. Sometimes it just winds up being way more than you thought. And I'm like, you've been in this industry for how long? Like people like Tim Schafer and Molly New are just like, I don't know. Well, <laughs> how do you not know? <laughs> yeah, and, and the thing is, like, it's obvious they're just not very good at managing it. I mean, you know, it was, uh, what the, f Bobby Kotick was the one who said, like, 10 years ago, and we all sided with Tim Schafer, when Bobby Kotick said that, like, uh, Tim Schafer was hopeless with fucking money. And, uh, you know, he, he was missing every deadline, every milestone, and it was impossible. And we all sided with Tim Schafer right then because he was a golden god, and everyone hated Bobby Kotick at that time. And it turned out that that is actually exactly right. You know, you... From a business Which, standpoint, like, Tim Schafer's bloody useless. Right, and and if you know that about yourself, which by this point, 
he you should, think that you would. then yeah. you need to get people involved who can help keep you on track yes, and figure absolutely. out where that money is going and keep you honest because otherwise what? you wind up in a situation like this where you're like, ah, I don't know what happened. To well, all those dollars. You know, same with uh, Space Base DF9 where they literally released an unfinished game and said, fuck it, we can't finish it. We ran out of money. You deal with it, which... Yeah. You know, I think that they didn't get hammered anywhere near as much as they should have for doing that. I, that got, was disgusting. Like, they should have been crucified like, for it. Schaefer got a lot of money. Like, a large sum of money. And how do you... Three million dollars. He asked for 450k. And when you, you look at the game that yeah, we got... What, 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 what would happen if he only got 450k? We like, probably would have got the game we actually asked for on time. Like, yeah. you know what well, I envisioned yeah. from a classic point and click was like really lovely pixel art, kind of the... You know, the, the scum style of everything. You know, and yeah. everything just like, oh, this is so cool. Uh, I saw this trailer for a game that's coming out called Riot, which has this beautiful pixel art. It's so I saw the trailer for that too. Good. It looks so good. I want more of that. And it's like, and it's much cheaper to do that. And then it's like, oh, well, we got like celebrity voice act. It's like, well, there's where your money went then, I guess. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah, yeah. It went, it, it's, if you play the game, the art style's nice, but that's, we hired a, a, like a few good artists, but it's a point and click. Like yeah. the the amount of effort that goes into point and click is not that high compared to other well, genres of games. Specifically for a point and click, the effort should go into the story and the puzzles. Yeah. And the puzzles. That should yeah. be where all the like focus is for the most part. And you hire you know like a few like really good artists that will have a style that suits your game, but. You got to make sure that the stories that, that's like with them um, with the whole ukulele thing and they've gotten yeah, yeah. so much money and a lot of people are like, well, they better make it a much longer game than they were planning. Never, and I'm like, I hope they, they don't. Yeah. If they like take this game that they've planned out and created a treatment for and outlined and are like, oh, we got a bunch more money. We need to make it bigger and larger. It's going to get fucked up, guys. This is what happens every goddamn time. Every like, time. Stretch goals are actually a real problem for a lot oh, of people. Yeah. For video so. games in particular. I think they work for board games, like, but that's not necessarily true. I mean, some board game Kickstarters have failed utterly after raising way more than they should have. But for the most part, when I've kickstarted a board game and they've done, like, yeah, we're going to add this and we're going to add this for stretch goals, they've all been realistic. It's like, we're going to put a new character in. We're going to put a new boss in. I just uh, kickstarted the Orcs Must Die board game. Because I thought that was a great idea. Like, translating Orcs Must Die, the kind of trap defense game, to a board. Sounds perfect. That sounds great. And they had some realistic stretch goals. It's like, okay, if we get $20,000 more, we'll add a new boss. And it's just like one figure in a card. I'm like, that's yeah. realistic. But for yeah. video games, like, yeah, we'll put in a level editor. We'll put in multiplayer. There's going to be an infinite dungeon that does all this. I'm like... Are you sure you can do this? Can't like, do are you stuff. maybe doing going a bit overboard? And I think that it's half of the consumer's fault because there, there's like there's demand for stretch goals that's maybe unrealistic, and I'd really just prefer that when we back it, we get what we asked for and not well, the massively overreaching. Well, well, I guess at the end of the day, though, right? It's about transparency with your budget. That's one thing that, like, you know, I've I've definitely donated to plenty of kickstarters. Um, Aegis Defenders is a game that just went into beta recently that I kickstarted and I and I loved it. Um, so far, and uh, they're always updating you, right? They're always telling you, oh, update 35, 36, 37. They're constantly letting you know, but where's there a limit, right? Where's there a limit where, you know, we, we feel like we're in the know enough, but what happens to the rest of the money? 
like do, do are we obligated to know exactly where it goes if 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 they make ukulele exactly how they envisioned with the budget they wanted uh and it turns out they were like there's like you know $600,000 left in money they didn't use like we don't get it refunded so where does it go like uh, that to me is a, a bigger problem where it's like is, is the is it underdeveloped that's that's kind of why people are like in that zone of they they want to see that they feel like they're getting their money's worth. They already are, right? Because they're donating to the product. But that's, that's, that's the problem. That's the problem, though, is people want to feel like they're getting their money's worth. And I feel like if people did what they say they would do in Kickstarters, no one would give a shit what happened to the extra money. But because ninety wow. percent of the time when people uh, donate, what they get is not what they expected. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, "What'd you do with all that money I gave you that we got this instead?" I feel like there wouldn't right. be such a culture of like, show us everything if the majority of Kickstarters just just stuck you know, to what they were gonna do, what they yeah. promised. Yeah. yeah. The uh, someone was commenting in the chat that apparently FTL didn't really do stretch goals and they made more than they asked for, and then some people gave them flack for releasing the game in the state that they said they would release it in. Which is weird because FTL was a on FTL release was a fantastic. great game. I mean, yeah. obviously, it's a lot better now after they did that big content update. It's much better, and it's got a modding scene. I mean, Captain's Edition is well, really fucking hard, but it's really good. Like, there's so many cool things. But I'm kind of glad that they didn't go berserk with stretch goals with FTL, like because like, they they delivered it on time and it was a good game. In my yeah. mind, if you have a bunch of money left over and you're able to make the game that we wanted you to make the game does well, that that extra money goes toward making sure that the company, however small or big it is, continues to be able to work on the game. Post-release right? support, like, yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's what that's what I would expect that money to go toward. <laughs> yeah, I, I, think, cool with that. I also think it should go towards, like, future games. Like, why should we need to kickstart again for your next project? You're already making profit off the game, like, and you have leftover money. Now you have enough money to start the next Broken Age or the the next Shovel Knight, whatever you need to do. Um, I always get the feeling that when people get a windfall, like at a Kickstarter, uh, you know, they get a, more money than they ever thought they could have. Um, two things happen. One, they then have to fulfill all the promises of rewards that they thought would lure people in, and those are super expensive. And two, they see all this money and immediately celebrate and the celebration leads to buying stupid things getting expensive offices doing stuff like hiring more people like and all huge feature things- creep you know massive yeah, feature like, creep like, all these things that that you shouldn't be doing and it's yeah. oh well we have a lot of money so we can do it and people always forget how quickly money vanishes and they're just like oh yeah so this, this, this and this and that's i mean every kickstarter person that I, everyone i've known who's run a kickstarter has immediately had to deal with taxes and the thought of, oh, I have to pay for, like, all Kickstarter the money I got. Kickstarter takes a fee. I mean, a lot of people don't even calculate that. The credit card oh. fees, Kickstarter fees, taxes. Chargebacks. Taxes people are that get refunds. It's, it, and, and everyone I know who's done a Kickstarter, their biggest problem has been, how do I fulfill? All these people wanted free stuff from me for giving me this. How do I fulfill that? Because I need to make shirts. I need to make posters. I need to make this and this and this. And it's like. That's your problem, dummy. You're the one who said you give them all those things. And mm-hmm. so that kills a project as well. Like, oh, well, now I have to fulfill all this. So now I got to. That's what. Oh, oh man, yeah. I'm so well, over like, Kickstarter. I'm done with it. I can't do it anymore. Yeah, we I did. Um, uh, 
God, over a year ago, we did a, an Indiegogo for MangaPod so that like the whole MangaPod team could be at Anime Expo. And we're I like we've just now finally gotten all of the things together, like the the last the last goal that we had of of merchandise to give people is like finally in the mail, you know, because it just it took so much money. We were shipping internationally and locally like it was just insane. It took forever. <clears throat> and we didn't we didn't think of that. And I don't think most people do. Yeah, but it's all about physical it's... rewards are a pain yeah. in the ass to deal with. Hard. I yeah. mean, there's all sorts of logistical issues with that. And I've I've backed quite a lot of stuff on Kickstarter, and I assume whenever I put money into Kickstarter that it's gone. Like it, it to yeah, me it's, it's I... a gamble because it is. It literally is a gamble. Totally. Yeah, to me, to me, it's almost like you throw it in the ether and you forget about it, and then yeah, you do. Eighteen months from now, you get an email being like, "Oh, hey, your stuff's shipped," and I'm like, "Oh, great!" Now, like. I or like it's it. like, oh, yeah, uh, or we failed. Sorry. See you next time. See, I, I have a really bad <laughs> mem. As I've told people before, like I'm dyspraxic and one of the f symptoms of that is like memory problems. Mm -hmm. So I kickstart a bunch of stuff and it's like getting presents a year later that I forgot that I even bought. It's brilliant. <laughs> it's like, wow, someone sent me something cool. This is really oh, cool. nice. You know, yeah. yeah. look at this shit. I got a spinning top. I fucking back these. These are called Forever Spin 2.0. They're like supremely micro-engineered spinning tops. I back these motherfuckers. They're are you great. afraid? Are you afraid you're, you've gone Inception and you're in the dream TV? I was TV? just gonna say. Oh, this thing will spin for like 20 minutes. It's ridiculous. Oh, like God. it's so oh, good. Oh. In a dream. Oh yeah. no! It's old as the dream. I'm spinning it right now. It's never gonna stop. I can guarantee. But yeah, it's Kickstarter is. I mean, I I still I think that the Kickstarter sort of boom has gone now and that especially for video games only something that's really special actually gets funded very well we're seeing a lot of stuff fail and that's probably for the best because during the kickstarter boom there was so much money just being thrown at everything and then was like oh shit we could bring something back let's bring back this thing and another thing and another thing and then half the stuff that comes out ends up being kind of shitty i remember back in starlight inception god that was a mistake and it was a bad bad space that's, game that's the one thing i've noticed about kickstarter everything i've been invested in has Still been spinning. shit or hasn't existed the things where i'm douchey like oh yeah okay i'll do that because that looks silly or i get it I'm like this is the coolest thing i ever got i'm so burnt out by like i love i wanted that so badly and they're like mm -hmm. sorry we ran out of money i'm done with you kickstarter You're the <laughs> well, get out of here yeah kickstarter is not it's not a wise it's not an investment that's the problem you know it's because okay. there's no return on it Okay, have you guys, did you guys ever talk about on the podcast Shaq Fu 2 Indiegogo? No. Uh, okay. We never mentioned we it. Did. Okay, okay, okay. So Shaq Fu 2, it's, it's being funded like Indiegogo. They hit their goal by 8,000. But there is one thing that I have to read to you guys from the Indiegogo page about Shaq Fu 2, A Legend Reborn. The $35,000 reward tier that is supposedly has been claimed this is what you get the tier reward is called dj shack have shaquille o'neal dj your party shack will travel to your party and play a dj set while you and your guests dance the night away bring the house down with this once in a lifetime experience you will also receive a signed memorabilia, copy of the game, t-shirt, poster, free lifetime DLC, and limited edition character and weapon. Free Guys, lifetime for, DLC. For 35 grand, DJ Shaq 
will go to is you. It, is Shaquille O'Neal that hard up that he's willing to do that shit for 35k? <laughs> someone, according to the Indiegogo, someone funded this. Someone actually went. It was for probably the 30- Shaquille O'Neal. <laughs> that. I'm yeah, gonna be he's honest. like, it, I'm it gonna DJ to my own party. Yeah. Whatever. <laughs> like, uh. I sorry, I, I had to bring it up because we're talking about like so weird good. projects, and I I always think about Shaq Fu too, and how like it's actually being developed, it's being created. I don't believe that for a minute. Actually, actually being developed. Don't believe that for a minute. We'll never <laughs> see that game. We'll never see that game. No, that's I don't know. Really, that's I, coming out. That's, <laughs> let's be realistic. I always appreciate, though. I always appreciate when Kickstarters have one tier that's just like ludicrous, recalculous. Yeah, you're like, hey man, if somebody wants to give me a hundred G's, I'll 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 do something weird. That's that's what I do on Switch all the time. Like, look, if there's any you know Arabian Prince oil baron out there who wants to give me a million dollars, I will take that. I will come. I will come to your palace and do a live video stream. Well, for that money, you'll come on Abu Dhabi. Palace. Yeah, man, sign me up. Call me, Prince. I just oh, I love the idea. I love the idea that like some kid just was like, "I want Shaq to DJ my party." Daddy, <laughs> just, oh, it's Veruca Salt. Daddy, Daddy, Daddy I'm probably here want... about this. I, I want Shaq. I'd have Shaquille O'Neal at my party. Why is we sixteen, Daddy? He's like, oh, Veruca. We can't afford... Daddy, I want it now! I want it now! I want DJ Shaq! And then they sing a song. I want the whole world. (laughs) (laughs) Don't care how I want it now. (laughs) Yep. Oh, Veruca. (laughs) Oh, my God. I'm surprised oh. there isn't a Twitch streamer called Veruca Salt, and it's this girl with purple hair, and all she does is get mad at video games. Perfect. That'd be great. What a persona. Be, that's a show. Uh, that's a persona, a show. yeah. I'd watch that. I'd watch Veruca Salt stream. Oh, be Veruca. Great. <laughs> that could be her <laughs> subscriber it, noise every time someone subscribes, like, oh, Veruca. Snozberries <laughs> taste like snozz. There's no snozberries! Oh, what that's a no snozberry could be the donation sound. There you go. Like, they give you money. Oh. That's no snozberry! I oh love that movie. God, let's watch that movie. That's a, yeah, man, that's such a good movie. There you go. Thanks for watching the Co-Optional Podcast. Yeah, fuck it. We're going to go watch Get that Wonka right now. Speaking of Wonka, do you know, apparently they made limited edition Willy Wonka chocolate bars, which are like eight different, they have eight different kinds of flavors in them. And they're all kind oh, of crazy like stuff. One? Like the, the food gum, but it's chocolate bar? Well, yeah, it's just a giant chocolate bar. And like half it's like, this part has jelly beans in it. And because in the UK, what? they actually, Willy Wonka's like kind of a brand. And uh, they kind of teamed up with Cadbury. And they made some really awesome chocolate, which is like Cadbury's chocolate, but this one has jelly beans in it. And other, all sorts of, this one has popping candy in it. So it explodes in your mouth and stuff like that. Yeah, we have uh, we have Wonka stuff, but we don't have that Cadbury stuff sucks. Yeah. here. Get the Cadbury's Wonka stuff is legitimately great. And now you can't get it in the US because fucking Hershey's bought it and then banned imports of UK chocolate because their chocolate's shitty and they don't want anyone to know. Dude, um, yeah, we went to um, we went to uh, the import store where Sam was getting like his his Cadbury mm-hmm. chocolates and they were like, 
We might not be having Cadbury for a little bit because yep. Hershey's like throwing a fit, but we might be able to get it through like another back alley source. And we were yep. like, what? You're going to get some when... black market Cadbury? Oh, no, no, no. That's, that's legitimately the case. Um, I yeah. went to World Market. They pulled all the Cadbury's off the shelves. You're gonna, you can get Nestle and Mars stuff from the UK, but all the Cadbury stuff they used to get, it's all the American shit now, which is actually made when... in Canada and is awful. When I was in the UK, uh, that was a big story. That was like, oh, yeah. people were like, go home, Yanks. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, well, we're really, like, Cadbury's chocolate is genuinely good. So when we heard that it got purchased by, like, Kraft Foods, we were all fucking furious because, oh, like, you're yeah, going to ruin man. it. You're going to fucking ruin it. And they did, you know. Uh, you can get, but yeah, import-wise, like, if I want to get Cadbury's chocolate now, I've got to order this uh, BritSuperstore.com. I can order it from the UK and basically smuggle it into the country that way. But that's the yeah. only way to do it. It's like, this is fucking stupid. It's very silly. Yeah. Very, very silly. Just yeah. highly ridiculous. <laughs> so oh, I God. I decided to start a new addiction. Oh, uh, I, I bought this. So I, I wanted to get something that I could kind of play with the kid Man. that he could learn. Because he wants to play Pokemon cards. I'm like, I don't really like the Pokemon card game. It's super simple. It's... It's a bit dull, and I'm not really into Pokemon anymore because I'm one of those elitists that only like the original 150, even though I'm right. completely huh. aware that half the 150 ones were bullshit and terrible. They were really badly designed. At least designed. they weren't keys. Mankey. Little keys. Or ice cream. Ice Mankey. cream. The ice cream Pokemon. Or you know? swords. Mankey. Yeah. Can't. So I looked Mankey. at it, and I found a Marvel Dice Masters, which is a collectible game, which is a card game combined with a dice game. And the dice game uh, has custom Marvel dice. So, like, the Wolverine dice have claws on them. There's the Iceman dice that has, you know, ice and shit on it. The Hulk is just basically punching and stuff like that. And you, you combine collectible dice with collectible cards. And it seems like this could end up costing me a lot of money. It's, <laughs> it's an evil, evil creation. Because, I mean, with... Uh, with Magic the Gathering, you got like a certain number of cards. With this, like with a booster pack, you get two dice and two cards for all those dice because they make the little custom dice things. Oh yeah, that uh, that is gonna end oh. up being an addiction if I'm not careful. That it seems like <laughs> really fun. They also do an X Men versus Avengers one, which looks to be really good. Oh, oh yeah, that's I, cool. Yeah, I I think I will probably play quite a lot of that because it's got a lot. It's quite like Magic the Gathering. It's it's a bit. It seems a bit uh, balanced kind of like that and so the mechanics are kind of similar to Magic the Gathering. But it's got custom dice and you collect the different colored dice with the different... Like, ah, if I had this when I was a kid, I would never have had any money. I'd have just saved up all my cash and bought stupid fucking useless dice. The worst thing about those dice, you can't use them in any other game. They're all just dice. Like, they're dice for that game only. It's useless yeah. otherwise. So yeah, so I'm going to be playing a bit of that. We'll see how it goes. I think my favorite part of Age of Ultron is the fact that they couldn't call Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch mutants. Why not? Yes. Yeah. Because uh, Fox, Fox. had the right to the word mutant. Yeah. Oh, so they had to call, really? They, they had to call them enhanced. Yeah. That is He's like, there's, enhanced. Two, there's two enhanced on the field. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's hilarious. Yeah. But, it was fine. It, it, like, it like worked for what it was. Like, I didn't Yeah, it was fine. It. Like, if for somebody who who wouldn't know that they were supposed to be mutants? Like, they didn't ham-fist it at all. It well, was they, just like... The plot that they created in the movie was like, uh, the 
Hydra made them, so you know they're yeah. They've been, uh, they've been experimenting can we, can we, on peeps. Can we uh, stop with the spoilers for Sorry. Ultron? Most of us haven't actually seen it yet. By the way, that's a stop. good movie. Hands, that was a good movie. It was fun. It was a good movie. No, no more talk about that. Thank you very much. I, I've have, you not, have you not seen it yet, TB? Because I have a fucking life. <laughs> no, false. Uh, no, you're wrong. False. I don't. I don't. Having That's a life a would have gotten you to the theater to see. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like that would have been a normal thing to do. No, it's like I don't. The problem is I don't have a life, and I'm too busy doing go. stupid shit for the internet. There you that, go. That people yeah, don't yeah. appreciate anyway. Fuckers. The, tr the truth comes out. Assholes. You're not using tabletop simulator properly. Fuck you. Oh my ah! God. TB, that's like ruined your life. Yeah, you really it has. Once a day. I was genuinely <laughs> upset. Like, we were all kind of raging about it in in the support group. We're like, that guy. <laughs> it's you know, it's just that what it's it's all death by a, th a thousand cuts. You know, th that's what people need to kind of understand. It's like, why are you getting angry at that one guy? It's like because I didn't get angry at the nine hundred ninety nine before him. You know, he's the guy that broke the camel's back. And I just lost my fucking mind. <laughs> this guy. I'm just trying to have fun. Please stop. I, I'm I'm really mad about that. Seriously, I, I haven't <laughs> got over it yet. You're very mad. I know. I've been, I've been angry about it for days. I just I can't get it out of my head. It's infuriating. It's just that one. And it wasn't even that bad either. That's the worst thing. It's like, it wasn't even that bad. It was just that one tiny little thing Guys. that pushed you just a little bit too far. And then you're like, I hate everybody. You almost, you're, you, the internet, you have no clue how close you were to having a trifecta. Joss Whedon, Jaden Smith, and then TB. They all hey, would have been off. I outlasted Joss Whedon and Jaden Smith. I managed it somehow. Yeah, you somehow yeah. Twitter? He's gone. Yeah. Yeah. No. No, no. But you know what happened? Like they're both two different stories, but they're both great. Uh, uh, Joss Whedon got social justice off Twitter, which, which is think, kind of hilarious because he's is... actually very social justice himself. Yes. Like, yeah. This is. I'm, yeah. I've, I've said this many times before. If you make your bed with extremists, they do tend to eat their own. You know. Hang around reasonable people. You'll find a lot of people really like the idea of justice and equality and being nice and reasonable to each other. But then there are people that take it too fucking far. And yeah. those are the people that went after him. And I have... Oh, he's gone. I have pity for him. I do. And then... I've, uh, I've been on the receiving end of those Smith. people are not nice. Rip Jaden, who... Someone apparently leaked his phone number on the internet. And Aww. so people called him and drove him crazy. So Jaden left as well. That's That's so. unfortunate. Yeah. I, I, I absolutely refuse to celebrate anybody being driven off of the internet that way no, because yeah, not. I, I, we've all been worst. on the receiving end of that shit and it sucks. It doesn't matter how ridiculous, like, oh, this guy was silly on Twitter. Who cares? A teenager yeah, was weird I... on Twitter. Who gives a fuck? Like, that, I saw mean, a lot of people, I saw a lot of people responding with like, oh, God, they're such babies. And I'm like, are you on, kidding man. me? Again, like, you have no idea. Can the you imagine the of sort shit. of bombardment that they get when yeah. you reach that amount of like exposure? Yeah, like I'm, it's especially in never ending. I'm sure he's a young kid who's the son of a super Superstar. famous celebrity trying yeah. to come into his own. Who was in a movie with his dad, and everyone was like, "He's the worst part of it." Like he has a lot. I imagine that boy has a lot of emotions and shit pent up, and you're just like hammering him, and he like, can't no tell shit. anyone. This is this yeah. is the this is the point that we kept uh, we brought this up uh, when we were having a conversation ourselves that um, apparently unless you are working like the worst job in the universe you have no right to complain about anything, and I imagine Jaden Smith, who is he going to complain to? Like he's mm -hmm. super rich, 
He, you know, he has a really famous dad. So people are going to think he has a perfect life. And that's bullshit. That is bullshit. He doesn't. He's got or his own... If, if something bad happens in his life, then all the good should outweigh it and he can't complain. That's oh, yeah. More, Don't get me started with that. That's normally what it is, really. Yeah, and it's, it's an awful argument because with people like that, I would just want to... If I could get away with this, and I'm going to say it generally now, so I'm going to try and get away with it anyway... If you don't have Ebola and you're under threat of being murdered by death squads, you don't get to complain about anything. You see how far that goes? You see how stupid that is? Everyone has their own problems. It doesn't matter if like, oh, well, this guy has it worse. Yeah, but you're not that guy. Like, human beings are inherently selfish people. We all have our own fucking problems. And it's even all if we have, to you. yeah, it is all relative. You know, it is all relative, and it's not like you know everybody suffers from something. You know, don't fucking. Say, oh, you, you don't get a right to complain because you don't, it's like, you know, how, uh, yes, the fallacy of relative privation, I believe, is the technical term for it. It's like, you don't get to break that out because anyone that says that, I can break that out on you. It's like, well, you're not a Darfur war orphan, you know, yeah. so you don't get to complain. You see how dumb that sounds? You know, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, plus, plus, I'm, I'm a big believer that, like, mental health is so important. And that's oh, something that, like, people don't understand that, like, mm-hmm. that, being rich and famous and successful doesn't necessarily mean that you're happy, that you're mm-hmm. healthy, that your life is good, and that everything's mm-hmm. going on and everything's fine. Like people, Robin stay, Williams is a prime example of that. Yeah, you know? I, I I didn't want to say it, but that's exactly that's what I was going to say. It's like, it. yeah, I mean, like, you know, Robin Williams was an, is an icon. Like we all look up to him, and it was such a tragedy. But it's so important to know that mentality and health awareness is so important, and people forget it because. We're too busy. Like, I personally, my health's not the greatest, but it's because I keep myself so damn busy. And that's not a good way to live, obviously, but that's how people right. tend to deal with things like that. They keep themselves preoccupied, focus on other things, and then their health is like, oh, I'll get to it when I can. And it's like, that's the kind of stuff that celebrities go through, where it's like they just keep going at it, making more movies or, you know, doing more business opportunities or things like that. And you don't, you, you need to take a step well, back and, like, Look at what you have and, and try well, the, and figure the it hole, out. The hole is filled. And I think it, it's also is the case for many YouTubers. The hole is filled with, oh, these people love me for the work that I do. And they they it's latch dangerous. onto that. Like, oh, these people love me. And then if you screw yeah. up and you get hate, you're like, it hurts. It's, it's, yeah, it hurts yeah. really badly. And so that's, I think, it, it, I feel bad for that and kid. It, that kid has yeah. it rough. And, and I mean, when, I tr- you tr- when you try and disconnect from your audience and try and like, view it more objectively so that you're not so emotionally affected then the audience complains that you don't appreciate them enough and yeah. so there's kind of a no-win scenario i think there uh but it's it's kind of pointless even talking about it. i hope that like some people kind of get the idea because really i think it's re- very hard to relate to and i don't blame people for not being able to relate to the fact that you know hey you're, you're a famous youtuber you're making a bunch of money from playing video games and i'm just working a retail job it's like we all we all did that you know we've all worked shitty jobs too absolutely and, and yeah of course like that i i get the jealousy aspect of it and i think that's fine but some people take it way too far it's like oh you must have a perfect life then it's like no we've you know we got we got our own issues and like you said i think there's a stigma surrounding mental health where people either don't take it seriously or people ashamed for even expressing it. I mean, it's particularly yeah. true with males. Like, I mean, there's a real reason why males have worse mental health issues and why the suicide rate is higher. Because we're told, you don't talk about that. You don't talk about your feelings as a male. You don't cry. You know, that's not a manly thing to do. <clears throat> and it results in people bottling all that shit up. You know, there's a stigma to going to a therapist. 
it's kind of the reason why I freely admitted to the internet. It's like, look, I'm in therapy because I think people should try and get over that stigma because I think it's, you know, Absolutely. if you think you have a problem, you should try and get help for it. You really should. It's there's so many people that are driven to the point of madness and suicide when they really like they could have got help. They, they Yeah, you know, that's why I also I also think it's really sad when when somebody does something that's indicative of 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 some sort of a, a mental health problem and everybody just goes oh they're acting crazy but they don't like really care if there's like a specific thing that needs to be addressed there you know it's just like in this broad scope of like they're just crazy and i hate i hate that <laughs> well yeah, i think like was... i think like like oh that they're just crazy like the word crazy is like too broad of a spectrum to be a word it's like it doesn't it doesn't mean anything does it it doesn't mean it doesn't mean anything it's just like oh like define that like are they mentally okay is it just like emotionally overreacting is it a chemical imbalance situation with regard to mentality or emotionality right. and when you look at jade like especially his twitter when you look at jaden smith's twitter a lot of it was silly irrational posting that everyone was like oh he's, he's the crazy person but it's only because he was in the spotlight that it was even noticed. If you look at 90% of what's posted on Twitter, it's the exact same bullshit. I cannot, look, look, I cannot imagine yeah. going through puberty and having that many eyeballs on the things that I would have posted. Right? Oh, right? God. Like, yeah. fuck, nope. <laughs> yeah, he says, he says things that are going through his mind and there's no filter because he's a young man who's, he's like, F it. I can say what I want to say, except he's in the spotlight. And so everyone reacts to what he says. Like, yeah. oh, he's We would have just like crazy. written it in a diary or scri uh, you know, scribbled it in a notebook on the side of our yep. work or whatever. Live and journal. no one would have known about it. Zango? <laughs> yeah. Zango. <laughs> what? Yep. My live journal. Oh, my God. Yeah, no. It, when, when, yeah. There was a time, kids, uh, where you didn't. You didn't have the opportunity to share your life with everyone in the world. You bottled up and became a mess like this guy. So that's <laughs> trust and believe. You're very lucky that you have an outlet. Well, uh, simultaneously, there's a huge downside Although, to social media. Yeah. We, uh, when we came out of watching Unfriended, which obviously was a fucking stupid movie, but we still got the point. There's still a point you to that movie. It. I like that movie a lot. There's still a point to it. It's like, I am really glad that when I was a teenager, we did not have all the social media shit because... Mm -hmm. All of that, that is just mind-blowing that someone would have to go through all of that stuff. And because the idea of being driven to suicide by, like, social media bullying and cyberbullying and shit is a real problem. And, and a lot of, like, people who think they're really edgy and smart say, will just turn it off. Yeah, the, you've got to understand that, like, a lot of teenagers, that's the way they connect to everybody. Like, their well, entire like, lives are built on now, social media. Yeah, they're growing up in this space where you are so reliant on immediate feedback for your yeah. self-worth. And that's like mm -hmm. so messed up to me. I'm like, oh yes. my gosh, I feel so bad. I feel so bad for teenagers right now. I feel bad for you. Oh, yeah. I love you. I'm so sorry that you're dealing with this world. Yeah. When, you know, when I, when I had to deal with bullying when I was a kid, it would be like I'd get bullied if I saw the bully. Like maybe there'd be days where I didn't even run into him in the hallway. So it's like, okay, I wasn't bullied that day. If he had social media and we were all connected to social media and that shit, it would have never ended. Like, it would have been, I go home and there's fucking messages on my computer telling me to kill myself or whatever. Yeah. I, I am very, very glad that we did not have that back in our day. That I can't even... Yeah. I mean, I don't even know how to... As a fully grown man, I don't know how to deal with it. I don't know how I would have dealt with it as a 13-year-old. That's crazy. That is... That's super true. Like, your safe place was your house, and now that's not mm -hmm. even safe that's anymore. That's not even safe anymore. You can't yeah. even be safe, like, because you've got a smart device in your pocket. 
Like someone gets your fucking phone number or even like even your Facebook because, you know, you connected. Everyone has a Facebook account if they're that, you know, a kid or whatever. A lot of them have Twitter. A lot of them have Tumblr and a bunch of other shit that I don't understand because I'm too old now. But outside of that, like you can't get away from them. And it's like, well, just turn it off. Yeah, but you just turned off part of your life. Like, if I turn my phone off, then no one else can get in touch with me either, you know? it's. Yeah, I think about when I was in high school, like, <laughs> when I watch shows like Sons of Anarchy, the burner phones that they have are, like, more high-tech than the phone I had, right? Yes. yes. Like, yes. The, <laughs> the phone that I had in high school was a, if there's an emergency, you call home phone. And that was it. It was just, mm. like, a little dinky thing like this. Yeah. And, uh, and I, 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 like, think about that sometimes, and I'm like, man... We're so connected now, and if we're not connected, we start to have weird anxiety. Like, well, what if something happens? How will I get in touch with somebody if, like, a person were to, like, assault me? Like, what do I do? You know? It's, like, tons of people for however many years, like, never had a phone on them. This is, like, a very recent thing. It's weird. We're so reliant on it. Yeah, and, and and sorry, the like the people making light of it in chat. Well, I mean, I'm just gonna say fuck off, frankly, because it's exactly what we just said ten minutes ago. You don't get to dictate what a problem is to other people. Like that South in South Korea in particular, it got so bad. Uh, social media bullying got so terrible. Uh, there's a term over there called anti-fan, which is described for people who, on mass, try and drive a celebrity to suicide. Essentially, like they're evil evil nasty people and they started to bind they started to bind people's uh social media accounts and things to an online id that was linked to their social security number Mm. so that they these people could actually be tracked down and prosecuted whoa that's that's intense yeah Yeah. it got that bad it got bad enough that the government decided to legislate on it so it makes sense to me don't be a shitty person to to another person like yeah well, it's, it's taking the anonymity <laughs> out of the internet, right? Well, it's like, oh, like, well, it's the internet, you know, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, it fucking does. Do, that sticks and stones, they'll break my bone shit hasn't been true ever. And it certainly mm. isn't now. That's why the rhyme had to be made, because it's like, convince yourself of this. Repeat that over and over again, because it does hurt. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah that's why that exists. Like, Words always hurt, worry, man. Kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Yeah, so, you know, I, I feel sorry for Whedon. I feel sorry for... Uh, you know, for Jaden Smith, anyone else that kind of gets driven out, you know, there's a reason I put like as many barriers between me and social media as possible because I, I can't fucking handle it. I accept that I can't handle it. Mm-hmm. I think it also kind of goes to for, for us in our YouTuber situation, right? Like some people love their fans. I love interacting with my fans. I know, I feel like we all are pretty much I in think that we same all boat. do. Like yeah. we absolutely all do. And there's definitely some YouTubers, and I'm not going to say any names, obviously, but some that just kind of make their channel more commercialized. So it's just like there's no fan interaction. It's just like Super this separate. is a product yeah. I deliver to you, and and someone runs my PR stuff. And there's definitely like Hi, a fine line. I <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, but you're still you're still actively like interested in your in your fan base and what they want to say. Like I know you just yeah, and then I get life. pissed off at it. Like it, I shouldn't be <laughs> like I. I wish I was disconnected from that because I've, I've said it before. Reading positive feedback doesn't do anything for me anymore. But right. like that one negative guy, that sticks in my mind. And Absolutely. I wish I wasn't like that. Yeah, yeah and- but everyone's like that because when you get feedback that is positive, it reaffirms what you already think. But when you get negative feedback, you're like, did I do something wrong? What can I change? How did I do that? Why is that guy so what I do? And it yeah. it stands out more because suddenly it's completely different from your worldview of like, oh, I got this on lock. I'm good. And it's like, no, why won't you love me? And it goes back to that, like, I'm oh, convinced this. Most most YouTubers 
love the idea of like people liking what they do. Of course. And they do. that becomes part of their personality. Like, please like me. There I'm open to admit this. There was, I think I've said this before, there was a time at a convention, like I walked past a dude and was like, I'm sorry, Minister, and literally like went to find that guy later because I was like, I don't want him to be like what a fucking asshole Jesse was. I want to be like... Because that, that guy would become like too. your serial hater, your anti-fan on the internet. Yeah, I'm convinced of it. Probably like, if wouldn't, I do that to someone, you know, but... Yeah, but I'm, in my mind, I'm like, if I treat someone like shit, if I see them, if I'm not super nice to people the moment I meet them and, like, almost stay too, like, too long past my welcome, I feel like this person's going to be like, what an asshole, like, he didn't do anything. Because I've seen other YouTubers and real celebrities actually do stuff, like, with, like, I'm going to hurry, I got to go, really go, but okay, I'll talk to you later and leave. And the look of disappointment on their face, like, I just want to meet you and hang out with you for, like, one minute, and you totally shot me down. Like, I never want to see that. So I'm that creep who's like, please love me. Yeah, like, I was going to say, it's for me, it's not, it's not a, I don't want this person to go back to the internet and, like, be mean to me thing. It's a, I, I like, legitimately feel... Like I want to, I want to make sure that you walk away, you know, having having a positive experience with me. If I know that mm -hmm. I can give you a positive experience and you wanted to meet me, then like I want to give that to you. It's not like yeah. a fear thing, really. But well, but, it, but it really that's like a internal like I'm doing this. It, I apologize, but it's an I'm doing this for me thing. Every time I meet a <laughs> fan, it's not, I love you, but it's really for me. It's like please love me. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's about. Let's be clear. I love you guys, but it's really about me. I'm a crazy person. Still, Just you know, we, we definitely want people to go home happy. I mean, it's the same reason why we stay like four hours after a show that we do at a convention, just to make sure everyone gets a signature, everyone gets a handshake or whatever it is that they want. Because, yeah, those people are the guys that let you have this job. And I've never had a negative experience with a fan at a convention. It's just never happened. They've all been great, every last one of them. Yeah, I think uh, I always say uh, you're always one Reddit post away from having a good day or a bad day. Yeah. Because there's always that one fan that's like, the day that I met the completionist. And I'm like, oh boy, what are they going to say? And it's like, <laughs> it was snowing. It was hailing snow. I waited outside and he didn't show up. Oh. I hate him. And it's like. Great. Now what do I do? Where do you live? Let me get a let me get a flight. All right, here we go. Hello, I'm here. I'm sorry. Don't hate me. Like that's just you go through those emotions every single time. And it's like again, you're one Reddit post away from having a great day or a bad day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, that's like that's that's like this morning. That's like this morning during sound check when Jesse was like, "Why the fuck are you tweeting about your thighs right now?" And I was like, "Because <laughs> some asshole, some fucking asshole wrote a wall of text about how my thighs are double the size. Like that has any bearing on whether or not I can make good content? Like fuck that guy. Right? Like I was just like so hey, big size. Like <laughs> yeah. And then the comments are like, "Yeah, well, at least no one said anything about Jesse's calves." I apparently have a calf problem. Are my ass of all the things I've ever seen, <laughs> my calves? Is this a thing now? I don't think I've ever shown calves in any. I'm like, I can't. It's, I can't do this anymore. It is. Uh, I think what you know what you said is perfectly right, uh, uh, Gerard. You are. It's that one thing that can just set you off amongst the sea of stuff because you're always getting consistent feedback 24-7 all yeah. the time in many, 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 many places. And that's the one thing that I want people to try and take away from this is just, just remember, just remember that it's not you 
you're not we don't you know if we if we happen to lose our mind at something you said it wasn't you you were just the straw that broke the camel's back like it, it, you may not have even said something too bad but we got like a bunch of shit earlier and a bunch of shit yesterday and a bunch of shit the time before and we put up with all of that and didn't say anything and then it's just like you were the last drop that made the cup flow over and now there's water all over the floor and now we slipped in it and broke our hip and now we have fat thighs and everything's terrible and we hate you. And Whatever. Like, we, we don't. It just means I'm one step closer to being Chun-Li. Fuck yourself. <laughs> <laughs> just... That's a line. Uh, let's go to a break. <laughs> when we come back, we'll talk about gaming news, folks. Don't go anywhere. You're watching the co-optional uh, therapy session. Fuck yourself. <laughs> Fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the co-optional podcast. The dog's back. Look at it. Look at that dog. No, there's a, a different, different ugly a different dog. dog. Different dog. Wallace, come Our, on, buddy. Bring Our the dog. Has the... Bring it here. Immediately. Pound it. Can chat, Pound it. Can chat see the, the infamous Alex Fossiani in the background? Alex yeah. Fossiani. Funniest, funniest man who ever lived. 20 Funniest man forever. who ever lived. Here we go. Come on, Wallace. I come see on, buddy. his shirt, his belly, and his crotch. I don't see his head, though. <laughs> yeah, that's Alex. That's all you need. <laughs> What is happening? He has a whole look. What is going on? I, I'm running a you're business. Being, you're being presented with a ledger. He's going to sign some contracts live on the show. There we go. People there wonder what's like, what is... what is. have oh the God. dog on the podcast unless we have him sign a few things. We, he has to sign a waiver. <laughs> the dog, the dog is now officially waived, so in case we need to bring them on the podcast. What is, he, what is even... <laughs> if you want to know Sorry. what a lot of YouTubers do as part of the daily routine, a lot of it is reading and signing that shit. Trust me, the amount of contracts <laughs> and fucking shit we have to read through, it's it's a daily task. So bad. <laughs> yeah. Sorry right. about that. Let's. That's uh, not a problem. Let, let's do the news. I could get all, all stressed out about it and write you a long essay-length complaint, but I'm not going to do that because I'm a nice uh-huh. individual. Let's let's talk a little bit about some news, shall we? There's something that uh, has been going around Reddit right now. It hasn't really been officially reported on yet because this is a very Uh-oh. difficult thing to to do an article on because you don't know how many of these people are actually telling the truth and how many people are actually hacking bastards. But a lot of people are reporting that they've been banned from GTA Online for using things like FOV mods. We had one guy that claimed he was using a single-player trainer, which is like a single-player cheat program, to like get invincibility and get more cash and stuff like that. And apparently he got banned from the online service for using a single-player cheat program. Interesting. Yeah. So there's a lot of this going around right now. Uh, again, I don't think there's any like official response on it just yet. Uh, but people are pointing to the fact that uh, the guys over at Rockstar are saying they don't officially support modding. And apparently this counts as modding. And it's it's starting to piss a lot but of people support off. support and damn are different things. Yes. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. <laughs> That is that is absolutely true. I so I want to I want to talk a little bit about single player cheating, and I want to talk about specifically GTA Five because GTA Five sells in game money for real money. Like you can buy through the social club these in game credit cards that will give you a bunch of cash in game, and it's a mic. I wouldn't even call it microtransaction because they're like twenty bucks or whatever. So apparently, you can do that. Now here's a question for you. As more companies try to do that, do you think that they will aggressively go after people that use single-player trainers because they would prefer that they buy that money using their, you know, their microtransaction store? Do you think that's a factor? 
Well, trainers have never been, like, trainers have always been the outlier. Like, trainers are the things, like, if you're going to super cheat, that's how you super cheat. It yeah. is, like, that is, it's never been the thing that you, like, that's almost console commandy kind of level of, like, I'm really cheating. And I think it's different than mods. So I feel like they may have the right to complain about a trainer. But with that said, I've used trainers before. I'm not going to lie. Um, I, I I don't know. I, I'm not sure where I stand on this because I use them from time to time. When I'm, you know, if I find an old game and I don't want to sit through, like, the oldness of it. Sure. And I'm like, I just want to see the story. I'll use a trainer. But I think in the case of real money, when real money's involved, a company will always... Like, stay on the side of we want that real money. Always. So, if your trainer gets in the way, if anything gets in the way of that, they're going to be like, shut it down. So, I think in that situation, they're probably... Hmm. Can we um, explain, for chat's benefit, what a trainer is? It's, oh. j it's an external program that modifies memory values. It's often like a DLL. So, it's like the PC version of a Game Genie, essentially. It's modifying the code. And, I mean, it's technically hacking the game on a very basic yeah. level. Yeah. But you should bear in mind that it's it's for the single player in particular. And it's sometimes it's a little program, sometimes it's more complicated, but the mm -hmm. general gist is there will be values and it'll be like, how much money does your character have? What level is your character? What stats they have? And usually you're just like nine, 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 nine for everything. <laughs> yeah. And then you go back to the game and you're invincible. And it doesn't change anything in the game except for your character and the stuff your character has. So it just mm -hmm. makes it much easier and it's a massive cheat. It's like uh, I just want to point out I made a mistake. Incidentally, uh, you can't get, uh, you can't buy single player money. You can only buy multiplayer money uh, with that code. So, mm. oh. uh, so I would, uh, you know, that toss that, toss, things. Yeah, toss the argument that I just made out of the window. That because you know they're obviously not going to be concerned with that. Uh, but when I hear people using single player trainers getting banned from the online mode, that to me starts to ring alarm bells. Because as far as I'm concerned, if you're playing single player. You should be able to do whatever the fuck you want. If you want to cheat in a single-player game, that's up that's to you. That's kind of how I feel. Like, you bought the game, and if you want less of an experience than they intended, then that's, I mean, that's your business, right? Well, you I get agree. You get you get to dictate your experience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, if that's Why what you want you? to do, then do it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, GTA in particular, because I, that, I know they've, they've really gone all out on the stories lately, and yeah, I'm impressed by character development and voice acting and the scripts. For GTA 5, it's very impressive. You know, that it is on the level of like some of the really good television dramas. You know, I mean, a lot of the stuff is obviously ripped hook, line, and sinker from shows like Sons of Anarchy and Breaking Bad and things like that. Mm -hmm. uh, why not? And it's good. Like, it's well voice acted, it's well written, but still, it's GTA. And more often than not, people just want to drive around and be a fucking idiot. And sometimes they want to be invincible while they do it. And sometimes they want to summon the best vehicle in the game or get infinite ammo and so on and so forth. And I think they should be able to do that. And I don't, under any circumstances, think that Rockstar should be banning people for that. Now, I mean, I guess it it might come down to uh, their uh, user license agreement and things like that. Like, if there's something in, in there, service. terms yeah. of service, that's just like you know, don't don't play this game in a way other than it's intended or something like Which that. Which is bollocks. Then like, it really is. Like, it, I know that, yeah, yeah, you own a license to a game, but frankly, if I see a company trying to enforce that on anything that is not very strictly anti-cheat for multiplayer, then I start to get a bit antsy. Because can I'm I, like, why the fuck are you trying to dictate this to me? Can I ask a question? And this is just, I'm, I may not know how this works, but how did they as a company know... X Reddit user was messing with 
single player uh, mode so they a lot of these uh trainers use like dll injection methods and memory altering methods that are caught by their anti-cheat system and they got banned that way now the now mm. if this was just oh we're sorry we unbanned you that's fine but here's the thing what i was reading was i was reading some guy's email response and they got a response in broken english from rockstar tech support that basically said we don't support this kind of thing yeah you're not getting unbanned like uh, so, if, well, if that's so, what's happening, then that's a, that's a problem. So they have a system in place that just catches any and all uh, uh, cheaters and things like that. And Seems so he got be. caught up in the system of it and was like, "I was just doing it in single player." And their response was, "Tough shit." Basically, Tough shit. is what happened. That's that's all from right, what well. I've heard. I mean, uh, up to this point, Rockstar single player, uh, Rockstar has been having problems with people getting their accounts hacked and all sorts of things like that. So I have a feeling that. This is like yet another in a long line of customer service failures from Rockstar because they evidently just don't give a shit. That's the main problem. Like they haven't responded well to the hacking at all. It's taken weeks for people to get their accounts back. The, did you watch the video where Rockstar had to respond to it? Because uh, I think I can't remember the name of the company. So I'm sorry to the website that actually did this. He called tech support multiple times and was hung up on over and over and over again and recorded all the calls. And he eventually got them to admit that Rockstar higher-ups had told them just to hang up on people that asked about hacked what? accounts. Yep. Yeah. Whoa, that's, that's, that's amazing. Yeah, that is that is disgraceful. <laughs> I mean, but I mean, here's, but I've, I haven't played a Grand Theft Auto in a while. Don't they come with cheats built in? Like, if you're playing the single-player campaign... I don't like, know if there are in GTA V. I know they used to be. But. Yeah, I think I I I mean these whatever the code alteration must be then then it must be something that the codes aren't because you can definitely do codes in GTA 5 that give you like super speed or super strength or free falling from the sky or money and guns like so I I guess like it seems a bit redundant to me unless the trainer that he's using is can do other things. Yeah, which I'm sure that must be the case. Yeah. And it's also the uh, you know, if they, it, it, this really kind of crosses the line, I think, between cheating and modding. Because really, isn't cheating to like to, to if you cheat to a certain degree, aren't you essentially just modding the game at that point? Yeah, really, you are, right? I so mean, I'm, I'm a bit, I'm a bit worried about it. It's, it's a bit concerning. There's, there have been a couple of articles. Um, the the mo probably the most prominent one was on uh, Kotaku Australia. They did an article that says. And this is the one that really bothers me because uh, I, you know, I'm furious when they do this. Apparently, using a field of view mod um, can actually get you banned from GTA Online. So dumb. Uh, so they got an email. It was an automated message from using this field of view mod because the field of view in GTA is not very good. Like you can you can ramp it up to maximum. It's still only about eighty, which really isn't that great. Uh, they got an automated message that said uh, your account has been flagged for violating our online features code of conduct. And, you know, we have you know, basically flagged your account and we will you know, switch off your multiplayer and so on and so forth. So there is... I understand trying to stop hacking and hacking is rampant in GTA right now. It's really mm -hmm. bad. Like, it, apparently on launch it was even worse because they had nothing to stop it at all. But, yeah, you can get banned for doing things like using field of view tweaks, which is awful <laughs> that's really terrible like you shouldn't that's that shouldn't far. be happening yeah they're not the first company to do it either I, if i recall correctly modern warfare 3 had a similar problem where 
the devs of that were banning people for using field of view mods because the PC version had literally no field of view alteration whatsoever. It was stuck at 65 and people that used a, a kind of DLL injector to fix it were getting nailed for that too. I'm like, look, the reason people are using these things is because you didn't put the right functionality in your game in the first place. This is your fault. But you know that their response would be like, who's to say what the right functionality is? We designed this game. We did X yeah. and Y, and this is our vision. And fuck your vision. I'm sorry. <laughs> like, seriously, it's it's disgusting. Totally well, like if you, well, if, well, if, if, you if you're going to fuck with my vision, I'm going to fuck with your vision. Oh, shit! That's, uh, that's a glasses joke. You wouldn't Indeed. get it, Dodger. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I think it was a an FOV slider joke. It was, but that's fine. Sick, <laughs> no, but with his vision, that's fine, Jesse. Uh -huh, yeah. With his, mm -hmm. fuck you. It was a double joke. Big thighs. It was a de <laughs> <laughs> I'm joking. Wow. Wow. To, to Tumblr. <laughs> Today, Jesse called me big thighs. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, here's the problem. Over. <laughs> I, I already feel so bad about saying that. I'm going to go find her later and be like, I love you. You know I love you, right? It was just a joke. I'm so sorry. Yeah. I, I mean, at the moment, it does seem to me like they just went with a, um, you know, take off and nuke the entire site from orbit. It's the only way to be sure approach. Whereas, oh, if you're using anything that affects the X EXE in what, any way possible, we might ban you for it. Because our yeah. cheat detection is just we don't we can't tell the difference. Seems to it's me, just, if people keep using a mod that fixes the FOV, maybe you might want to do it yourself, like patch that in officially, you bastards, and then people and wouldn't not, have to do it. And it's not like Grand Theft Auto was a bomb of a game; like it is no. succeeded. It sold it's two million copies on PC in like a week, like, yeah. and that's for a two-year-old <laughs> game. Come on. Did you guys ever? Did you guys ever hear about uh, what happened to people who, for some weird reason, downloaded uh, for free the Michael Jackson rhythm game for the DS, like when it came out? Uh, what? So, so the devs, I don't know how or why, but the devs figured out that uh, people were going to pirate the game anyways. So uh, during the time it was the World Cup, so if you downloaded the Michael Jackson DS game. They replaced Michael Jackson tracks with Vivusuelas blaring the entire time. And Perfect. people were complaining the entire time because they they did that. And it's like if you hack the game, you got Vivusuelas blaring instead of Michael Jackson yeah. tracks. And it's like that's, that's, that's awesome. what happens. If I recall correctly, Arkham Asylum broke the uh the whatever the bat gun thing that lets you swing around. What's the name of that thing? I don't know. The the uh the back claw? Yeah, the back, the, yeah, the back claw. They, they broke the back claw, making some areas impossible to if you pirated the game. There's, there's actually a lot of stories of people hiding that stuff. The main problem is that sometimes the game is buggy and triggers that anyway if you have a legit copy. So for every story there is of someone complaining, oh yeah, they broke gliding. You couldn't you couldn't glide. So like any of those levels where you had to glide over the gas, you couldn't do it. So. There was the um, Serious Sam 3 had an invincible giant pink scorpion that chased you around and killed you if you pirated the game. There's all sorts of stories yeah. like that. But sometimes they bug out and like they, they happen anyway, which is not good. Oh yeah, Game Dev yeah. Tycoon was the best example. Your company got shut down for piracy if you pirated <laughs> Game Dev Tycoon. It was yep. 
Just perfect. So and people asking, how do I stop piracy? It was the best message because it was literally teaching people about the effects of piracy. It was oh like, God. yeah, this is so that good. was that's so meta. It's perfect. Absolutely perfect. The irony is just too good. Yeah, it's, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. But this FOV thing and all the modding, th- yeah, I don't know. I I want to. I need to see. I think Rockstar clarify this, and they also need to be very careful about who they're banning and who they're not banning. And again, it's do what um, isn't it what Netflix do? They actually keep an eye on what's being pirated the most, and they try and get that series for Netflix because they know they'll get more customers that way. Use that. You know, pi- piracy is a service problem. So is modding like that. Like if you're if your game doesn't support what someone needs in order to play it comfortably, you should fix your game. That's that's a message. That's valuable feedback. Agreed. People pay a lot of money to get consulted on those issues. These guys are willing to tell you for free that your field of view or whatever is not good enough. So make it better. Fix it. You know? It's not that hard. Yeah. Come on. People just have to mess around with an .ini file. Can't be that difficult. Get it done. Yeah. So that's that. <laughs> What else is there in the news? What? <laughs> oh, yeah. the So the PlayStation Now subscription service is launching on May the 12th, that being the streaming thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're offering a cracking selection of games, including F1 2014 and Farming Simulator. Fuck mm. yes. Yeah. A pluses everywhere. <laughs> uh, uh-huh. uh, that, not exactly the strongest lineup. It's like Fat Princess, F1 2014, Sanctum 2, Dynasty Warriors, Strike Force, and Farming Simulator. Ooh. Really? That... Ooh. People are going to use the shit out of that comment. Uh, I don't think so. That, so that's <laughs> the stuff they're kind of adding to it. I'm not sure exactly how many, uh, how much this service costs, but this is going to be the... It's what people were asking for. They were asking for a subscription, which is basically like Netflix for games, instead of having to buy things individually. Because frankly, the prices were absurd. And they were all over the place as well. So I'm happy the subscription system is coming in. It's a shame that they launched it with these games. Like, yeah, yeah that's uh, no real killer apps there. Just not really here's, impressed. He- here's the deal, though. I got two words for you, or one word. Gamefly. Uh-huh. Gamefly. Gamefly. Like, if that's that's what it is, it's just Gamefly. It's the digital version of Gamefly. And it's like, that's great, but... Like, uh, I mean, is, is farming simulator really going to get me to to get PS now? It's not. cheaper than Gamefly, isn't it? Gamefly is, like, really expensive. Uh, it? It's, it depends on the tiers. I think, like, I'm, I'm at, like, 18 the bucks, tiers? 20 bucks. Yeah, it depends on how many games you have out. Kind of like how traditional Netflix is, where it's, like, right. yeah, you more... Yeah, you can buy multiple tiers more, of stuff. Yeah. yeah, you can get, like, multiple games out at once or just one. But still, like for twenty bucks a month, you get one game out, and you can just beat that game and return it. They send you a new one. Like it's the digital version, sure, but it's also specific to a console. Whereas yeah. GameFly does mm. Wii U. Uh, they even do 3DS and Vita, I think, and they do uh, like you know PS4, yeah. 360, PS3. It's like that. That to me seems mm. like a better deal than something digitally like this. Yeah, especially right. because you have an entire library you can just constantly swap out instead of waiting for the great graces of Sony or, or To put something Microsoft. on the service. Exactly. Yeah. Especially if it's console specific. Is mm. this so, is this what, at all associated with PlayStation Plus? 
Can I use my no. subscription there for this? No. Or is this there doesn't seem to be any connection at all from what I can which tell. Is, which is, which if you're already paying for, for PlayStation Plus, you're going to get all those games for free anyways. Yeah, that's the real thing. Like, PlayStation Plus is such good value in comparison because a subscription to PlayStation Now, and by the way, those five games are not the only games. Those are just like, the, we're launching the subscription. Here are the five new games for the month. Which is, again, yeah. the point is, if you launch something like that, you got to launch it with some killer apps to really get people interested. And those aren't that. But there's about 100 games that are available already they're not that's not a great selection though like i'm looking through this i'm like well uh i mean they have god of war i suppose but i could get the god of war hd collection they have like there's just there's not a lot of incredible they've got shadow of the colossus i suppose uh which i probably wouldn't want to play in a streaming service because it would make the game look way worse and right, I, yeah. that game is a beautiful game i wouldn't want to mess it up with a streaming artifacts and stuff like that they've got the, some of the ratchet and clank games on there it's it's still not a brilliant selection though and it's 20 dollars a month in addition to your playstation plus subscription it's quite a lot of money to get access to streaming versions of what frankly are maybe not that great a selection of games right and, and at that and at that point if it's 20 bucks gamefly yeah that and parallels or, like yeah. just playstation plus five dollars a month yeah. yeah get get games that you get to keep 50 bucks a year to keep any major game that gets thrown that way. Yeah. Any new indie game, any like game that gets released in the three month period, like mm -hmm. boom, you get it. Like I've always been like, Oh, I need this game. And I check my PS library and I'm like, Oh wait, I have it because of PlayStation plus. Mm. It's I mean, brilliant. I, I tried PlayStation plus a few months ago and I wasn't that impressed. I mean, uh, the input lag was noticeable. The artifacting is what got me the most. I'm very sensitive to that because obviously... Like, PlayStation if you, Now, you mean? Yeah, PlayStation Now, sorry. Um, when when you do a lot of YouTube videos, like, you get to know... And you stream a lot, you get to notice those little blocks and the artifacting. I could see a shitload of it. And I was like, this is... Ugh, ugh. I mean, not only is it not that responsive, it's not bad. I mean, it's better than on live was. I'll give it that. But <laughs> I, I'm still not sold on this whole um, on-demand cloud gaming thing. I'm afraid. And frankly, with the selection of titles they have on offer, I'm not sitting in my room saying, damn, I wish I could play Loco Roco right about now. No. And it, on, on PlayStation Plus right now, you can get Guacamelee. You can get either one, which is a really cool puzzle game. You can get uh, Unfinished Swan, like, just for freezies, because you, you have it. Like, I don't know. PlayStation Plus is just an infinitely better choice all around, all the time. Yeah. It's, and let's yeah. be frank, like PlayStation Now is a great replacement for not having backwards compatibility and then charging you 20 bucks a month to play the games that you already fucking own on PlayStation 3 anyway. Mm -hmm. I'm, yeah, I, I'm not sold I, on it. I mean, if you want to make it viable the way I would have done it, not saying it's the best way, but it's like, oh, God of War 4, available only on PlayStation Now. That's like, I'd sucks. riot. I'd fucking riot. That would be terrible. <laughs> it would be terrible, but it, that actually that that would be okay considering that it's an in Sony kind of thing. I wouldn't. I'd be that still upset. riot. It's like it's terrible. I don't want to stream that game. I want to play it on PlayStation Four on a disc at the highest possible resolution frame. Right? I don't want to stream that shit. Well, yeah. let me let me. I don't want to retract my statement, but I guess more from a streaming standpoint. It's stupid, but I mean, from the overall aspect of making it as a viable service, like you need to have some form of exclusive content that makes the drive to it. I'm not saying like streaming's great because it's stupid, obviously, mm -hmm. but like if you're going to have a user base of 
people using your product and it's new and you want people to use it for what it is, a cloud streaming service, you need to have stuff that's designed for the service that's like enticing enough. Because you're, you're holding just it to ransom. Us- that's holding content to ransom to force people to use a service they don't want, though. I guess that's true, too. Yeah, but I mean, you're right. It would it would work, but it's really a great way to piss off consumers and burn a lot of the goodwill that they have towards you. Well, I mean, even even if it's like, I don't know, just you have to you have to spice it up. You have to have give me a reason to play aside from it's a service that I already have access to in different, you know, well, I mean, more reasonable pricing discount for PlayStation Plus members and a better selection of games would probably go a long way to help there. Mm-hmm. But so far, the list is... There are a lot of bad games on there. I mean, fuck, there's Alone in the Dark Inferno. Who the fuck wants to play that? That's terrible. Alpha Protocol's on there. That's a buggy piece of shit. Don't worry, guys. You can subscribe to PlayStation Plus to play both Ben 10 Omniverse and Ben 10 Omniverse 2. Jesus. Incredible. The sequel? That's like Netflix. You don't even have to wait to see the next one. You want to play some Critter Crunch? <laughs> Some Bound by Flame? No, I don't really. I do kind of want to try Bound by Flame because I, I, oh, no. it's an RPG, That's... right? I heard it's shit, but I it's still not very it. good. I, oh no, 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 don't do it. It's not. It's not. I can play Gallagher. Fucking yay, Madagascar. Yay. They got. It's such a random selection. It's like they have Madagascar three, the video game. Where's Madagascar one and two for one thing? And three, who the fuck plays the Madagascar game? Mm-hmm. Me, I do. They have two Metal Slug games on there for some reason. It's like, yeah, twenty-year-old Neo Geo games. Don't get me wrong; I mean, they're great, but still, they they, they have Soldner. Nobody liked Soldner. It's yeah. For every good game on there, like Twisted Metal or um, The Last of Us, there's like five crappy games. That's the real problem. There's just like the the selection just isn't good enough. Yet. 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 It might end up being good enough eventually, but right now, meh, meh. no. I mean, I, I don't understand why they don't, for PlayStation Now, I don't understand why they don't do um, kind of what, what PlayStation Plus does, where they're like, hey, for this month, you can, like, we have yeah. a few, like, like a theme of, like, a few older games that you can stream, you know, for free. And, like, every month have it be, like, a different theme or a different, I don't know, time period or something. Oh, yeah. Like. That might work. Make it interesting yeah. that way. tie it into PlayStation Plus or make it, like, a budget thing. Like, I, I did. Yeah. The, the thing is, like, if I don't want to play 90% of the shit that's in there, and it's like, oh, well, I'll just rent something individually. Yeah, but the renting price is, like, $7 for three days for some crappy yeah. old game. No. And, like, they, it took a while for PlayStation Plus to really figure itself out, too. Yeah. Yeah, so true. PlayStation now, they might eventually figure out something that works for it and a price that works for it and make it worth our while. But it it might take a bit. It might take a lot of feedback and tweaking. So. I mean, wasn't PlayStation now supposed to be, when they announced it, the idea of, hey, we have a gigantic library of old Sony licenses yes. that have not been used in years we want mm-hmm. you to have your entire Sony library under one, you know, umbrella. Here it is in PlayStation Now. That mm-hmm. to me makes more sense with with releasing like older PS1 cloud games like cloud gaming. I I personally love cloud gaming. 
<laughs> I st- look, I still don't know. Three no. years later, I have no clue. I I would love to see a resurgence in the game Brave Fencer Musashi for PS1. Like, you nope. digitally can't get that game. That's a great game. That game probably, realistically speaking, is not very large in regards to file size. That's something you could probably stream. And, like, again, going back to, like, enticing. That's a great way to do it. But with games like Madagascar 3, mm-hmm. you know... You're not, you're not, you're not doing so hot there. Hmm. It's, it's all about, I suppose, someone wants to sit down and they want to play a game now. I'm like, okay, but the selection of games that you've got doesn't have enough star power to make say, damn, I really want to play this right at this very moment. Instead of saying, well, I guess I can order a copy of Amazon or I guess I can download a copy from the PlayStation store. It's like, no, I'm so desperate to play this game that I want to stream it now and not wait however long it takes to get it. That's that's the thing, I think. You know, and I don't think there's there's just not enough there to push me to use it. And, do, and don't get me started on the quality problems, the lag issues, and all that kind of stuff. It, which is there. And, and basically, if that game, if the service is laggy, there's not really much you can do about it. Because you're probably stuck with whatever internet provider you have in your area if you're in America. You can't not, fix not that. A- not everyone has Google Fiber ready to go one gig up, Ugh. one gig down. I would Google. if I could, but I can't. I don't one have that day. option. You know? I literally have the best internet connection money can buy in this area. And it's not very good. Simple as that. I can't do anything about that. So I'm I don't think so. I'm not I'm not a sold on PlayStation now at this point. Speaking of quality and PlayStation, did you see the lawsuit got thrown out? The ten eighty P lawsuit? Yeah, no, you it, linked it got, to that. They threw that out? That's disappointing. Yeah, the 1080p lawsuit. Do you so, know? Do you know why they threw it out? Uh, the article. Uh, I don't think it do says why link? they threw it out. Uh, the basic gist was that uh, Sony, well, the makers of, of Killzone Shadowfall, got sued because they said it was 1080p. Put 1080p on the box and everything, but it was actually like a bunch of lower resolutions. Yeah, I think it's like nine, together it's to make- 900p. I think for for a lot of it. Um, I think the single player was not 1080p at all. I think yeah, the multiplayer so might have been. But- no, the multiplayer, it, this, that's specifically what it was saying, is that they used uh, something called... Revealed Shadowfall uses a technique called temporal reprojection yes. to achieve its resolution. The lawsuit said it was meant to provide a, uh, provide a subjectively similar result. It's upscale. That's all it is. Yeah, apparently, yeah. the multiplayer ran at 960 by 1080 with a high-quality temporal upscale, which is not actually... That's not even close to being 1080p, because 1080p is right. 1920 by 1080. So that's right. that's about half the pixel density. That is. And so the complaint was that they were lied to. It was on the box. It was blatant lie. Sony said this is gonna be like the best 10A experience you'll ever get. And the people, like people, just sued them. They were like, we, you know, we want money. I, I, it seems like one of those things that they never would have won. But it was a blatant lie. But there's no real like we gave you 1080p, just not good 1080p. So you can't sue us for that. I feel like that's why it was thrown out because they got it. They just didn't really get it. 1080p so, is 1080p. Like it's not like it's not like it comes in like there's not like 1080p light or diet. It's like that's it's what express- <laughs> yeah, it either <laughs> is or it's not. You know, don't- glorious flaccid 1080p. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, this is and they're like it was blurry and it, you know multiple the graphics were distorted. Yeah, I mean, it, and it is. I mean, it's the same as say saying that uh, that the order 1886 was a. 1080p game when in reality it's actually 1920 by 800 with black borders and 
those black borders actually account for 25% of the pixel density. So they're literally rendering 25% less shit on the screen, which is why they put those black borders in. And then, of course, they said, no, 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 it's our cinematic vision. It's like, no, it's not. You, you wanted to get 25% more sparkly in there. That's why you did it. I, I'm a bit, I've got to say, I'm a bit disappointed they dismissed this because the guy was right. I mean, suing them for $5 million over a video game is probably excessive, but... But, but, but legal standing-wise, like, I mean, you know more than I do, but it feels like one of those things where he's absolutely right morally that they screwed everyone, but legally, it fit a 1080 screen without having a black borders around the outside, so it I counts. think the, like, law, the, the judge just didn't know what the fuck he was talking about. Like, yeah. that's, that's what's probably it's likely like, I don't know point. what any of this means. We're throwing it out. <laughs> But it As, is funny that that the that a huge lawsuit about 1080p is the big thing on consoles, and it's like yeah. everyone on a PC is like, should I get a 4K monitor? Because like I want to experience things. It's like, oh Jesus! You know what <laughs> fucking bothers so me? I'm, re- I'm reading one of these goddamn articles, and it's so incredibly biased. I mean, I, I don't know what I even expect out of traditional games journalism these days. But um, the subtitle for this is "Frivolous Case Sees a Resolution." Oh God! <laughs> and uh, and th- there's other lines in here. Um. And this is this is so fucking biased. It's not even funny. Um, th- there was another line uh, in there that let's see, da, 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 da. Uh, yeah, that's like, oh, you know, nobody really noticed and things like that. I like, I'm sorry, like, who the fuck are you to claim this is frivolous games journalism, guy? Like, you, it's what, what, where do you get off like making that judgment yourself? Like, I'm writing some news. Let me inject my own personal opinion in there. Yeah, I think it's a frivolous lawsuit. Yeah, well, I think you're a console peasant, personally. It's like, uh, oh, the, the well, I can't see the difference. Well, I'm sorry that your standards are too low then. Yeah, the comments on all these articles are either like, oh man, that sucks, or like, this guy's a dumbass. Why would you sue for that? Like, uh, I better go use it to buy like nudie magazines like oh you're the worst internet oh i i i just i I love it when people fucking defend the companies that they're giving money to i'm like are you out of your minds these guys if someone lies to you let's be honest like this the 1080p claim is a lie like it's a straight up lie it's not the first time a sony company has done it it was you know we remember the killzone 2 debacle at e3 was like yeah this is in engine footage it's like it clearly wasn't like it was all pre-rendered sony's been caught on that multiple times you are defending a company lying to its customers you think that's okay Oh yeah, that's, that's the other line. Them and they As don't such, be folks to. who purchase Kills on Shadowfall, this is a direct quote from the article, will not receive any kickbacks over this mild marketing blunder. My, uh, mild marketing blunder? That's what... Uh, where, uh, why is a games journalist making excuses for a fucking company that lied to its customers? And why are customers defending the company for it? What the hell's wrong with you people? It's like, yeah, I think maybe suing $5 million of class action may be a bit excessive, but one, welcome to America, and two, they lied! They should be called out on that! I have a question. Yeah, sure. Do we consider pundits to be journalists? What, we do now. We definitely do now. In our, currently in this um, culture? Yes. His, his job Truly title is U.S. News Editor. That's not a pundit. He's not claiming to be a pundit. Right. I will I'm I'm just curious because I feel like I feel like so much of journalism is punditry. Is yeah, it's just I'm going to recite some facts that we know and then I'm going to give my opinion, which is not Yeah, I mean, I do that. What journalism But I've never claimed to be. to be a journalist. That's exact yeah. that's exactly what I do too. And I'm like, I don't I don't call myself a journalist though. No, like, you're a I pundit. never would in a million years. You're an years. industry commentator, you're a pundit, you're an entertainer, yeah. you know. You you're not a journalist. 
Yeah. Like, well, I feel if you are a journalist or like you are, uh, this guy's job title, a news editor, you've actually got to stick to the facts and not yeah. inject your own personal bias. It's supposed to be a vehicle, right? In that yeah, situation, you're supposed to be a facts. vehicle for information and that's it. Don't tell me this lawsuit is frivolous. Like, you don't have any fucking legal knowledge. You're not a... You're not any authority on this. Don't tell me what's frivolous. Report the facts to me and let me make up my own mind. But I feel like journalism itself is is so close to death that there is no such... Like, real journalism is so rare that people don't know what that is. And when you report the news, you are then assumed to be a reliable source of information. How dare we assume that? <laughs> and so, you know, I mean... Not, every every bit of news that you get comes with a bias with it, and you know that's. It's all. It's there you all go. Bu- it's also all BuzzFeed bullshit. Just like, <laughs> click our articles. You mean like the rest of the internet? Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. entire internet is BuzzFeed now. <laughs> that's twenty five reasons why this lawsuit was frivolous. Number seven will <laughs> shock you. Oh man. There was a really great Twitter hashtag a few days ago, which I think was um like turn a movie title into like a buzzfeed article um or something oh like that my it was god what how did i miss out oh, on it was always like bu- no oh it was buzzfeed books like they turned like to kill a mockingbird into like a buzzfeed title and stuff oh no it was great it was, it was such a good amazing. hashtag it was so creative the other day uh uh for the podcast Krendor and i found a uh article that was and it, we thought it was be great it was like uh men have fecal matter in their beards and we were like what and i was about to bl- my, have my mind blown like wait are all our beards filled with shit you know, <laughs> it was just like three dudes that they like out of like a hundred guys three guys just didn't wash their hands and ever take showers and i was like that is the stupidest article like i thought it was gonna be amazing like your beard is full of crap nope not really. No, it's just these like, guys don't wash their hands properly, and it's three out of hundred. It was such a clickbaity article. I was so disappointed. I was like, Fuck. "Man, that's so stupid." Although well, it made me I, better feel better about. There, I did beer. read an article a long time ago about uh, toothbrushes and how toothbrushes have fecal matter on them because they're always in the bathroom. So. Yeah, but everything. You're welcome. Literally everything. <laughs> Spoiler, spoiler, planet Earth, before the you freak out about that. stuff in my house. Does everything in my house have fecal matter on it? Because it's in the same house as a toilet. Everything has fecal matter on it, yeah. Literally everything has fecal matter on it, so get over it. Like, yeah. your hands, your keyboard. The Immune shit, systems, you. y'all. Yeah. You're I, fine. I read, You'll be okay. I, You'll be fine. I read an article today that was totally clickbaity, and it really made me upset. Was It was like, study shows that beards are just as dirty as... Uh, like buttholes. A, a thing of nuts from the bar and i was like what and i clicked it and it's like did you know that men don't wash their beards and it's like no i clearly wash mine well like, some I don't of them know. don't but some of them Every also day. do so Every i mean if Every you go day. i mean by huh? proxy if you go Absolutely. in the shower and you're at least like there's water on your face that's running through your beard this, that's yeah guys, this at the very at the very least down to this it's that yeah. easy. It's not hard. You go, oh, I'm washing it, I'm washing it, now I'm still washing. It's not hard. It's I, not shampoo, I shampoo mine sometimes. Why not? It's easy. Shampoo your head, shampoo the beard, wash it all it's off. All Done. Right there. Easy. It's all there. all there. Takes like two seconds. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, me too. I wash my beard too. I'm sure you do. It Let's looks see. beautiful, by the way. <laughs> they, Thank you. Here's what, like, when it comes to clickbait, I have a very simple policy for it. If you need to trick people into reading your dumb opinion, then you're not very interesting. So... 
if you have to fucking sex it up in order to make yourself interesting, then you need to work on being a better writer, frankly. Or a better YouTuber. It's like YouTubers who trick people into looking at their video because they have a set of boobs in the fucking thumbnail or whatever. It's like, oh, I Ten make my boobs, thumbnails. You'll never touch <laughs> boob thumbnail. Yeah, I make and my titles and my thumbnails as boring as possible on purpose. Yeah, just as a challenge. It's just more fun that way. It, I, I, and for anyone who questions that, all you have to do is go to my channel, and one of the top videos was a video we made years ago, and it's just a picture of a bra. That is one of my most viewed videos ever. <laughs> and there's nothing. It was just because we froze a bra with liquid nitrogen, and I was like, oh, that's kind of. It has nothing like. I don't give zero shits about that video anymore. It is my one of my most popular videos mm. to this day because they're like, there's boobs in this video, I bet. We like, had no! a, we had a <laughs> similar are... thing with, uh, it was actually completely by chance that this happened. For those who don't know, if you don't set a thumbnail, YouTube will make one for you and it yeah. picks up a kind of a random frame of the video to do it with. Now, I did a video called like, uh, should you pre-order video games? And I had footage from Duke Nukem Forever in there. And it happened to pick a frame where there was the cat girl in the kind of schoolgirl outfit. And it picked that frame. And that video has like over a million views. And I attribute a lot of that to the fact that there's a cat girl in a schoolgirl outfit on the <laughs> like, thumbnail. Like people know what works. It's it's on YouTube. It's great thumbnails that are usually pictures of girls. If you look at those like top 10 best vines this week, it's always a picture of a hot always girl. In always a girl in a bikini. Always. And she's yeah. always in it for like 0.1 second because the rest of it's like dudes flipping off shit and like guys having a cool... But people know what sells. And on the internet, when it comes to, like, clicking articles, it's whatever the most scandalous shit you can write is that will get people to click the link. It's not news. It's just bait. And mm -hmm. it's so aggravating. It's infuriating. Oh, yeah. I, 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 couldn't, I couldn't agree more. It's just, like, I, it just, I would like people to separate opinion from fact more than they do. You know, I, I think, I think that article right there, you know, take this article as an example. It's by far not the most egregious thing I've ever seen. I don't like this guy because, frankly, he looks like a Frenchman from the 1920s and he has stupid glasses. But outside of that, <laughs> I think if, if what he'd done is reported the facts and then had a bit underneath it... I'm sorry, his surname is Matulef. No one has a surname like that. That's a lie. Like, he probably has a stage name, knowing this guy. Anyway, he's that pretentious. I feel so, I feel he's so wearing silly. a beret! A fucking beret in his goddamn byline picture! Nobody well, wears a parade. Hour two of the show, guys. Please don't make fun of us. We really have fragile <laughs> emotional. We states. really do. Like we have got a lot but to get off our chest. I'm but, sorry. But this like, guy is a fucking asshole. This the, guy. Yeah, this, guy. I'm sure he's this really nice in real life, asshole. but he has a stupid mustache and his glasses are tinted and he's wearing a beret. <laughs> like, and he yeah, has a neck a beard and uh, just right. Anyway, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to this guy. Like, it's uh, completely unfair. For I bet his calves are so fucking huge. <laughs> he, has, he has fat thighs and everything. Fat he doesn't use tabletop Cap simulator asshole. properly. <laughs> anyway, I'm sure this guy's a very nice guy in real life. Oh, he's from Portland. That explains a lot. Uh, but anyway, like, I'm sure he's a very nice person in real life. But if he took, like, if you, why can't you just split that article into here are the facts and then our take there was uh, magazines used to do this like here's our take and then he writes a couple of paragraphs about why he thought the lawsuit was frivolous and then he invites discussion or he brings on someone else who didn't think that i think it was a uh, pc gamer a while ago used to do like um they used to put people against each other who had different opinions and do like an article it was like here's me in favor of this here's me not in favor of this that's a you know that's a really cool way of doing it it's just like 
But people mix opinion with facts so much in journalism these days that it's often hard to, de to determine one from the other. And journalists seem to believe themselves to be fucking activists these days. Like, I need to campaign for my opinion. No, you're a journalist, report the fucking facts. If you want to be an activist, get on the street, make a protest sign and be an activist. Don't pretend to be a journalist. But nobody reads, like, nobody reads the journal, like, real journalism. Just facts? No one wants to see just facts because everyone wants to have their opinions reinforced. They want to see so they... sassy bullshit. Yeah, and yeah. it's poisonous. sassy bullshit forever. Uh, I've said, like, uh, I, I see this, and now you've probably seen this as well, where people get upset that you didn't like the same game that they liked, and they came to your video, and this is particularly true with my channel where I'll do, like, critiques. Guys that already own the game come and watch my critique and then get mad that I didn't like it as much as that. It's like, you already bought the game! Why the fuck do you care what I thought of it? I don't understand, like... What is this? Because you're, you're total biscuit. But it's you're it's so prevalent. It's everywhere. As you said, people like they go in search of confirmation bias. Like they want to yeah. have their opinions reinforced by somebody else. So they can then point to, oh well, X person said the exact same thing I said. Mm. So I'm right. That's all it is. Yeah. It's just an echo chamber. That's that's why I have my show called Defend It, where it's just like I like a game everyone else hates. Come hate me, haters. Like, let's do this as I horribly defend this game. And it's like, people come at me and they're like, you're wrong. You're wrong. No matter what you say, you're wrong. And I'm like, I know. But at least I have a video that you came to watch. Thank you. Like, <laughs> 25 things wrong with American journalism. Number eight will shock you. <laughs> yes. Can we do releases? Yeah, sure. I know you want to leave. Since it's so. the top of the hour. No, it's just... It takes a while, Damn, man. Cooper. I always Damn. tell you it takes a while. I, I, know. I, know. I know. I know. Wow. It's the facts. Uh -huh. It's the facts. It's fine, because otherwise we will just get angry at the internet forever. <laughs> we <Yeah>. need to <laughs> stop. Uh, today, y'all's yeah. watching, is Cinco de Mayo, a.k.a. May 5th. And today, the we're game... Getting to, we're getting tequila That's tonight. got no relevance <laughs> whatsoever to <laughs> game releases, does it? No, uh, no, no, hold on. Hold on, hold on. Wait. Do it, do it, do Wait. it, do it. Do it. Yeah! <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> my guns were air horns. Also, my, my apologies if that was offensive to any Mexican Americans. Anybody. <laughs> um, anybody. All right. May anybody really. Uh, Warside for PC came out today. Don't know what that is. Uh, what is Warside? Well, we, we can what find is cloud out. Gaming? What is gaming? I'm looking that up. Warside <laughs> game. It's a free to play, side scrolling, 2D action game by the looks of it. And it's in early yes. access, but it's free to play. Huh. All right. What? That doesn't make any sense. But you can buy Warside Digital Edition, which is not free. Oh. Um. I don't understand why that is. That's a little bit weird. I can't figure <laughs> out what the gameplay is. It also like, claims it to is... be an MMO, which is clearly not true. It's weird. Huh. I don't know. I have no explanation for that. Or why there's a version that's free and why there's a version that's not free. And what the differences are because there's literally no information whatsoever on the page about that. There uh, are a lot of photos of the sexy ghost in a shell girl. Of course there She's is. everywhere on this. Uh-huh. Big surprise. We we talked about this before, didn't we? You know, get a pretty I girl click, on I there, clicked. get people interested. I clicked. I bet you clicked. I bet you clicked so oh, hard. Alright, oh, next. Next up is Apollo 4X for PC. Okay, Apollo 4X. Uh, it is oh. a... Oh. oh, it appears to be a... 
Yeah, it's a 4X strategy game. It is a turn-based space business tycoon puzzle with card-based oh. tactical combat. This sounds oh. right up my alley, actually. Yeah, yeah I was going to say, that sounds like a U game. Yeah, I could probably play something like that. Yeah, I'm going to have a look at that. That looks interesting. All right. Uh, next up is called Algonon Rise of the Orobani for PC. Shit. Why do they just make up words? It's like, Rise of the Heidi Blah Blah Blah. This is actually Rise dear. of the Heidi Blah Blah. The Heidi Blah Blahs. Rise of the Gam Oh, it's an expansion pack. It's an expansion for a MMO by the name of Algonon, apparently, which I have never heard of. Mm. It requires Algonon in order to play. Algodon isn't out yet. <laughs> oh. What? That, right? Yeah, it says availability coming soon. So the DLC was actually released before the game on Steam. What? Well done. That's what? Uh, quite special. <laughs> um, well, May 6th, a.k.a. tomorrow, we have High Strangeness for PC, Mac, and Linux. So... Is it is this the same one made by Steve Jenkins? Because I just looked it up. And oh, the Kickstarter? Is this? Yeah, the... this is one of the first Kickstarter games. It was mm -hmm. Kickstarted in August eighteenth, two thousand nine. It Whoa. raised, it raised fifteen hundred bucks. Fifteen hundred. Huh. So that's yeah. I don't. I don't. I mean, maybe it was in. Yeah, I mean. I don't know like, if it, it's the same one. I mean, I guess I it know. would be. That's an oddly specific name to have just come yeah. up. Yeah. But the developer's called Barnyard Intelligence Games and Crystal Labs, mm. um, which I've never heard of yeah. before. They don't have any back catalog. Weird. Interesting. Huh. Yeah, right. 1500 bucks. Well, there you go. Yeah. Uh, next up is the music machine for PC. There's a lot of orange in this. A T... A teenage girl and the vindictive ghost that's possessing her deal with cosmic mysteries and interpersonal struggles in this character-driven narrative-focused horror adventure. It uses this very odd monochrome graphic style where everything's like just a flat color and then black. So in the graphic right. style is actually... I've seen some games use this uh, aesthetic before. I, it would work pretty well for a horror game, I think. Mm. Huh, looks all right. I mean, it's not my genre. That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, super indie carts for PC. Wow, well, I mean, I imagine that's an indie cart racing game. I right? bet it's an indie cart yeah. game. Yeah. This is where we Just... find that it's actually some like weird RPG about developing indie games while it's also a big, working. It's a at... big fish point and click. Yeah. <laughs> like fuck. No, apparently oh, this actually looks neat. Yeah, you can play as the Ouya. What? And you can yeah, actually. Play as an Ouya console. What? Wait, I think what? so. Yeah, I, I'm looking at the Kickstarter right now. You're not like, lying, actually. You're right. You yeah. can. I mean, it's got the, the duck from Duck Game, so I'm excited for that. I love that. I love Duck the Game. The irony of game. of getting your Ouya in a wreck would be just too much <laughs> for me to oh, bear. Oh my god, they've got a guy from Fist of Awesome in it, which was that really bad beat 'em up with bears. Yes. Oh, there's someone from Ares in it. That was a fun game. That was a side scroller. So yeah, it looks like the. Uh, from So Many Me, which was that adorable little fucking puzzle platformer with the green goo. Oh, you get to drive the cart and there's three of the little me's and their little sticky blobs. That's, That's cute. I I'm going to play this. This looks like Wacky Wheels, actually. Like, you remember that old game Wacky Wheels, which was a cart racing game where you threw hedgehogs at people? Yep. <laughs> yeah, looks like that. Oh my god, on the sidelines they have people. There's the fucking bears in the, the, the bears in black from uh, Fist of Awesome. 
which again was a bad game, but I'm on the <laughs> sidelines as part of the crowd. This is actually kind of cool, I gotta admit. I should try I'm gonna try this out. This looks fun. <laughs> uh next up is Blitzkrieg 3 for PC. Oh please tell me this is a sequel to Blitzkrieg 2. I mean obviously it uh, is. But... Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, oh yes, so they're doing yes. I love this. Uh, it's um Blitzkrieg was a really fun World War II RTS that kind of came out way before games like Company of Heroes. It was actually pretty good. It's really cool they're making another one. I'm really it interested. It looks really like graphically. It oh, looks it looks really impressive. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. I okay. It's going to be early. It's early access again, so God knows what's going to be going on with that. But I, I think I'll play that one. That looks that looks pretty good, actually. I'm glad they're making a sequel to that game because that game was pretty fun the last time I played it. Uh, Euro Truck Simulator 2 Scandinavia for PC. It yeah. will sell millions. I can get that game is really uh, yeah. popular. Like it's a really good sim. Like it's it is so. Cool. All right. Oh, shit. Yeah. There's that. Uh, May 7th, we've got Project Cars in all caps. I for totally PC. forgot this. This is the game the guy was like orgasming over at it's uh, a good E3. looking game. He was like, the beautiful. cars look so good. Oh it's like, God, oh. Look at that fucking so wheel. Yeah. It's, it's a racing sim game. But it, it does look really, it looks, really nice. I've got to admit. Just Google search images from the game, and it looks like almost real life. It's it pretty supports impressive. like 5K resolutions. It's ridiculous. I think 8K at one point someone got it up to. It's like, what the fuck? It is legit Crazy. gorgeous looking. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, it's just it's a it's a car racing sim. I'm not massively sim. into that. Yeah. Um, the next game is called Sim, but with a Y S Y M for PC. It's a puzzle platformer that explores social anxiety disorder. You play as Josh, a teenage boy, trying to reconcile a maze of two contrasting worlds that coexist within the blank spaces of each other. His perception of reality and the world he created to avoid his fears. Neat. I mean, interesting. I mean, the, the concept the sounds cool. The trailer's pretty cool, too. Uh-huh. I, I don't know how well it's executed, because there's been quite a few games that have tried to deal with stuff. Obviously, like, everyone knows about Depression Quest, and a lot of people thought, you know, it wasn't a very good way of handling it. But I do like the fact that some games are trying to take those issues on. So, I mean, I hope yeah. this one is just a more effective video game than something like Depression Quest, which was, you know, in many people's eyes, not that good. Yeah. Um, the next one is called Revenge Robar's Myth for PC. It looks like you play as Harry Potter. You are a wizard with a you wand. You are a wizard. You join a wizard academy. Awesome. Yeah. I'm, in, I'm into it. <laughs> you brew health yeah. potions? Yeah, you're in a library brewing health potions? It's yep. like it's it's like Harry Potter to the FPS. That sounds mm. awesome. But it's more of a puzzle game. Like Apparently, like this, you use spells to solve puzzles, and there's an open world and things like that. Have you seen Harry Potter? That is a puzzle game. I thought yeah. we were, uh, those those books, and then staircases go wherever the fuck they want. The maze that moved, <laughs> and getting I, into the one tomb because he had to learn. I'm how gonna to be split. frank, like I never watched Harry Potter, like or read it, so. <gasps> Total biscuit. You missed up on those young kids growing. You missed them. They grew up before our eyes. I, TV I am entirely okay with that, as it turns out. <sighs> I'm all right. Young I'm adults. Good. Just what a Slytherin would say. I don't know what you're talking about. What a All right. Uh, <laughs> next game is called Decisive Campaigns Case Blue for PC. It is a war game that simulates the German drive to Stalingrad and into the Caucasus of the summer of 1942. How'd that work out, Germany? 
not not amazingly well for them, if I recall correctly. I wonder how that game ends. I wonder what the ending of that game is like. Well, I imagine you can probably win. It's it looks like a very a fairly complex war game. There's you know it's a niche title. I know a lot of people like war games. I'm personally not into them, but I can see the appeal. Mm. Uh, May eighth, we've got Rat Venture Challenge for PC. Aha! It's the sequel to Bad Rats that everyone's been waiting for. It's not at all. Two crazy say, rats. It, it looks like it was made by uh, the Cut the Rope devs. It actually does, doesn't it? Wait oh. a minute, yeah. this is a fucking ripoff of World of Goo. Look at the way they do the bridges. Like, this this is World of Goo, essentially. You, yeah. you build bridges to get the cheese. Hmm. I love how... I'm looking at the trailer. It looks like, like a mobile game, honestly. Yeah. Like, it looks yeah. like it was, it was actually developed. It's got the three-star system. It's got all the like aesthetic of a mobile game. Yeah, this thing was clearly made for iOS. Yeah, I think you're probably very right there. I, I mean, I, I don't. I would have to look up and see if it's been on iOS before, but it's got all those trademark features that a mobile game would have. Mm. Yeah. Uh, next up is called Terraform for PC. Terraform. Mm. Okay, I assume it's about terraforming. One would think. I would assume. Yes. Hopefully in space. It is a relaxing turn-based puzzle game. Alter over 200 planets to allow settlements and forests Space! to survive. Did it. There you go. And it's just cool. a puzzle game. It's pretty good. Uh, I, I could see some people would probably find this very zen. Yeah. I would probably hate myself. <laughs> uh, next game is called Last Word for PC. Last Word. Mm. It is In a, a game. Ooh. Yeah, uh, this looks fun. In a society where having the last word means having power over others, a small party is disrupted by a gentleman who politely issues orders via one-way intercom. I mm. want to play the shit out of this. The art style is kind of earthbound-ish. I'm, I'm in. Also, the intercom appears to be a giant set of teeth with a hat. Of course. All right. This looks really interesting. It is an unconventional JRPG where six strangers are trapped in a mansion. Um, it's, like, it's like Clue the RPG, kind of. Yeah. It's got a unique battle system involving the subtle nuances of conversation. It has a key topic system. You gather gossip and use gossip like keys for treasure. And it has equipable bow ties. Neat. This is interesting. <laughs> Okay. Uh, next up is The Reject Demon, Tokyo Chapter Zero for PC. Yeah. Do you know oh, anything about this, this Jesse? Oh, it's straight up, you know, anime bullshit. It's oh. yeah, it it's very, very anime. Uh, but it does. I it went does to the full screenshot and chips. suddenly, apparently, this girl whose clothes seem to have fallen off appears to be groping another woman's boobs. Everyone's okay, chests hey. are so large. Hey, there's a there's a quality so image of a dude uh, of of a man who is super right. ripped with that right. like you know the man v y whatever that is, and uh, then his nipples are stars. Sexy. <laughs> oh yeah, this making it all happen. For, something for everybody. Yeah, this can go on the list of Dodger games. I'm not going anywhere near this. It's a visual novel and it's a bit porny from what I can tell. Strange looking thing. Japan. Sounds like the Jimmy Jam. I would say so. Reject uh, Demon. Next up is a game called Mainland for PC. 
text adventure about a traveler of a 19th century. The cool thing is it actually looks like a book. Like, they have a, a parchment, they've got, like, ink splatters everywhere. It's literally a text adventure, which I'm totally <laughs> cool with, of course. Yeah, I love text adventures. Well, I actually don't love them, but, yeah. I used to play them. You like that they exist. I like that they exist, yeah. I yeah. respect their right to live. <laughs> Uh, next one is called Selfie, Sisters of the Amniotic Lens for PC. That is a very strange title for anything. The and description I, of the TV, read the description of this game, because it is effing bonkers. Yeah. Look at, the, skim through the trailer. I am so I confused. have no idea what's happening. The endless halcyon days of nauseous pine summer of love are over. The travelers and minstrels, dreamers, and drug dealers have gone. Now it is 198X. You wake up in a very bad situation. You were the sisters of the amniotic lens. And now it's time to face what you did to the minds of the naive all those years ago. Turn off your mind, relax, and float downstream. It is dying. What? what shit is happening? <laughs> this is amazing. One of the features is yes. quantum physics. <laughs> oh, okay. Sure. <laughs> um... What the shit is this? Story-driven non-game with space exploration elements dealing with the dangers of the radicalization of the vulnerable. What? All right. Good. What does that mean? I, I like the fact that it admitted it's a non-game. That's really cool because most... I imagine, like, it doesn't actually have a lot of gameplay. A lot of these games, like, that don't have a lot of gameplay, it's like, yeah, we're a game. It's like, well, are you? But these like, Kids. no, we're non-game. This game looks bonkers. I don't know what... I have no explanation for this. This is very strange. Oh my goodness. Wow. Uh, well, the next game <laughs> is called Shrooms for PC. Was that the thing the developer was eating while they made this? Full circle. All came back around. Mutate your body to fit your gameplay and survive alone or with your friends in the exotic, fungi-covered world of shrooms. It looks like an open access, early access survival game with mushrooms in it. Yeah. Um, apparently it has playable badges, I think. <laughs> All right. This game Good. looks very strange. <laughs> um, and our last game is on May 11th, Inside My Radio for PC. Can you beat the beat is the question. Apparently there's oh, electro gosh. dub and disco music. Your oh, every action yes. needs to be right on the beat. So it's a rhythm game of sorts. Rhythm it's got game. a nice aesthetic though. It's it's kind of pretty. It oh, reminds like me of a... Life's like a rhythm platformer. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. That's like one of my nightmares. <laughs> that's a tr that's my trigger. I can't do that. It's, uh, it looks interesting, though. It was uh, apparently a Ludum Dare game from Ludum Dare 23, and it eventually became a full thing. Rhythmic awareness is vital. When you jump, dash, or slam, you have to hit the beat. All right. That's, that seems... I think some people will dig that, certainly. I mean, considering that's how successful uh, Crypt of the Necrodancer has been. Yeah. There's obviously a market for this kind of thing. Why not? That That's my jam. I'm down for that. Good shit. Cool. Yeah, it looks nice. I like the aesthetic. It reminds me of Monaco. Nice, colorful, kind of blocky style. All right. That pretty much wraps up for the show, folks. Again, thank you very much for watching. We would like you, of course, to go visit our channels because otherwise we can't pay rent. So, Mr. Completionist, uh, could you tell us what's coming up on your channel over the next couple of weeks? Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm just, I'm trying, I'm just kind of right now coasting with some games I never completed that I've been meaning to. Um, just coasting. Just coasting. Uh, I got uh, Force Unleashed 2 review coming out this week. Uh, next week I've got uh, freaking Arkham Asylum. 
And then I'll probably be given a press release for Splatoon and check that out. Um, but other than that, I'm just doing my whole completionist thing, a game a week every Friday. Come check it out. YouTube.com slash that one video gamer. That's what I do. Yeah. Dodger, what's going on in the show this week? Uh, well, uh, later today we've got Manga Pod. We're reading Molester Man. So if you I'm not like even surprised and, uh, anymore at what Japan that. comes up with. <laughs> no, it's, pretty, it's a pretty good story so far. I'm actually not finished with it, but we're reading all of that and then discussing it. So that'll be on twitch.tv slash dexterity bonus at 7.30 Pacific time. So if you want to come hang out with us, it's like a it's a manga book club. Basically. The molesting so. is very engaging. <laughs> it's uh, a lot of molestation. It's, a good, going it's on. a good show. It's a good show. I showed up in your stream but, um, chat last week and started insulting people. It was pretty funny. It went I know well. you were <laughs> like, ah, you, are you talking about Chinese books? <laughs> <laughs> Chinese comic books is what I like to go with. It's, if you want to infuriate people, call anime Chinese cartoons and call manga uh, Chinese comic books. People just go crazy. It's, it's great. pretty good. It was some pretty good bait. Yeah, it was um, good. And then, yeah, uh, on my channel, youtube.com slash to continue. I play butt-touching games and do a news show. So if that sounds like it's up your alley, currently playing a, a catboy butt-touching game with Cryotic, so... Are you still not done with that fucking thing? You must have been on that for no, months. No, we're on, we're on season two. We're on, oh, okay. going after the second boy. So there's that. But, uh... Yeah, and on all the social medias, I'm at Dexbonus, D-E-X-B-O-N-U-S. I would love for you to come hang out and follow me on all the things. Jesse! Hey, uh, I am doing a lot of stuff on the channel right now. If you want to come and watch, apparently we're doing a lot of point and clicks right now. That is that is my jam, I guess. So, uh, Book of Unwritten Tales 2 and uh, Broken Age are happening. Also, Dragon Age is still occurring. I will not stop until I've done everything there is to do. Jesus Christ, it's going to never end. They're just, yeah. You don't realize they're just bringing it out will, DLC for it as well. You've, you've never got to finish this game. It will, of course, end by May 19th. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there you go. And um, uh, yeah, you can come watch that. If you want to see an episode that I uploaded today was an episode, my first kiss in the game. And it oh. was a beautiful kiss. I'm not going to spoil how it All happened. Fruit gathering it was later. But it was flawless. And, uh, yeah, you can find me on the YouTubes at youtube.com slash jessicox or on Twitter slash jessicox Scary or Game on uh, Facebook, the jessicox. Scary Game Squad. Is, Scary Game Squad is returning. Also, well, now that I'm in the office, we can do multiplayer mayhem more often, too. So there you go. Rumble Done. Roses Double X is coming, apparently. It's, it's coming. coming. It is coming. <laughs> In more ways than one. Something is, yeah. I was about to say. <laughs> Jesus I've got to borrow this game, Gerard, to learn how to play yeah. with myself. <laughs> Terrible fucker. Uh, so I've been told anyway. All right. Uh, so what's going on with the channel for me? Oh, I don't know. I'm working on um, Wolfenstein right now. So we did. We got our code, as usual, at the last minute. So I, I actually don't think anyone got pre-release code for that game because I didn't see many reviews out. I didn't hear anyone had. So, yeah, it's going to be... Uh, I'll pro I mean, I can play a bit tonight, but it's probably going to take me all a Wednesday to get through it. So I wouldn't expect anything until Thursday, at least on that one. There's a bunch of stuff coming out on Steam, assuming I can find it under the tons of 3D Realms games that just got released and covered the front page in really ridiculous stuff. Apparently they've just fixed that, actually. Uh, so there's a bunch of other things on there that I might check out. Uh, there'll be more Hearthstone. We've got a few more gimmicks. I have a gimmick that's literally called Throwing Things, where all the cards throw things. So we'll, sure. we'll play the Throwing Things gimmick. 
And there's a couple of other things I'll probably do for Hearthstone as well. Content patch most likely will happen. Uh, Co-optional lounge, obviously, if you missed last week's episode, which was Epic Spell Wars, I did upload that to my channel because I thought it was pretty funny. I was evidently mistaken because we're all terrible at using Tabletop Simulator. Should just let Crendor upload it. Crendor yeah, is Crendor okay with being yelled at. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah he doesn't him. care. Yell at him and not me. But, uh, yeah, so there'll be, there'll be stuff like that, and uh, I'll continue to try and actually put some content out, which is difficult enough. Uh, I do have... I'm going to hospital next week for the final surgery, I think. Uh, let me just double-check my calendar when that actually is. I think it's like the 12th, which I think is in a week, so I'm pretty sure I will not be able to host the podcast uh, as much as I wish that I could. Yep, surgery is on the 12th, so I'll be in hospital for a few days from the 12th onwards, probably about three days most likely, so don't expect anything there except for occasional photos of me just whacked out on morphine, which might happen, and I'm looking forward to that very much, but I'm not looking forward to everything else. What can I say? Uh, but yeah, that's about it. The Is there anything else? Oh yeah, one last thing. I would do a video on Mortal Kombat 10, but apparently their patch fix wiped everybody's save games. Oh Jesus. I was halfway through the campaign, now I've got to do the shit again. Thank you very much, fuck you, Warner Brothers, and High Voltage. I hate you for that. That is... <laughs> you fat calved chun get out of here. Goddamn giant thighs, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. You... <laughs> back half Warner Brothers. <laughs> There's an emote for you right there. <laughs> you became like an old, like Russian witch, like an old parents like Babushka, Babushka. <laughs> Jesus God. Yeah, confirmed. Warner Brothers has fat calves. That's just fat how it calves. is. Warner Brothers fat calves. <laughs> Thank you very much for watching the show, folks. Thank you for being like on the receiving end of our therapy session. We much appreciate it. <laughs> We've got a lot off our chest. Hopefully I had fun on the show today. Big thanks for watching and tuning in. The VOD, if you missed any of it, will, as usual, be up on Thursday. I'm looking to see if there's anyone that we can hand the viewers over to that I don't hate. Mm, no, you suck. You're terrible. You're Rendor, you missed out. You missed your chance, buddy. You should have oh, been streaming. Yeah, he should have been streaming. should have been streaming. I, I know exactly who That's to cool. give it to. Uh, we'll, we'll hand it over to Harfu. Thank you very much for Hafu. watching, folks. We'll see you next time. Good night.